High School Football Pregame Show is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Listen to this game and all Platte River Radio High School sports broadcasts at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Follow along tonight on the live scoreboard at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Now let's get out to the field for tonight's football game on the Breeze 94.5. Welcome into Giltner as the Hornets welcome to town, the Bobcats of Blue Hill. Caleb Henry alongside Christopher Langan, Steph Brubaker, producer engineer back at the studio. We are here in the Mary Lanning Healthcare pregame. Mary Lanning Healthcare, healthcare your care, our inspiration. It's a battle of... And Blue Hill was in the state championship game last year. Both teams, both Memorial State regular season, but both teams still in playoff and still sneak in. Both in Nebraska football, week five. Sanitation says your track. born and raised here in Hastings, Nebraska. My mom was in and out of hospitals since the age I was two, and I lost her when I was six. Every time I walked past that room, the memories I had with her and being with her has helped me be a more empathetic caregiver. It's an honor to be in the presence of people that took care of my mom. They made me feel always at home and, again, like I was an extension of them. I am the person I am today because of them. You cannot teach compassion, you cannot teach empathy. That's something that's just a part of you. If I can just make a difference in one person's life, then I've, I've done my job. This is just the way that we care for our patients here and their families. I'm Megan Marble, Nursing Quality and Improvement Advisor at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Welcome into our uh, Ravenna Sanitation coaches interview. Joined first by Blue Hill head coach John Coffey. Coach, thanks for giving us a few few minutes before the ball game tonight. Uh, thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Well, it's a uh, it's a very different team this season, opposed to the D two state runner up from a year ago. What have you learned about your team the the first three weeks playing some really quality opponents, and then this last week getting that first win of the regular season? Yeah, you know, we, we come up, you know, we're pretty young and inexperienced and our size is, you know, about 150, 160 pounds. And we learned from that that, you know, we have to get in the weight room. And um, But, you know, the first three weeks we played some pretty good teams, but our team never quit. I was pretty pleased with that. And then uh, week four we played Franklin and, you know, we, we had some confidence going in. We had some good practices coming up to that game. And then we played pretty well that night and we, we got a W finally. You talked about your uh, your youth as well as the numbers, and that's something we, we've heard all season. 
for you guys. You had some injuries, and now folks are healthy. What's been the message this season? Uh, because it, it's a very different message when you go 12-0 and and make it to Memorial Stadium then come into this year. Numbers are low. A lot of youth, so there, there's a future there. But what's been the message so far this season? You know, we just talk about, you know, work as hard as you can every day in practice. You know, we get better day by day in practice. And then, you know, like we said, we tell a lot of our kids, I said, you're going to have to learn two or three different positions because if another guy goes down, you're going to have to learn another, you know, position that we're not used to. And uh, we've been buying into that quite well. And hopefully we don't have no more injuries and we can stay get settled in at one spot and finish out the year. With a Baker's dozen players strong for, for Blue Hill, and yeah, Positions are pretty interchangeable, but somewhere that has seen improvement, that's been offensively. Your, your quarterback play, I believe, four touchdowns last week. You've scored more than 25 points each week other than one. What, what's been going well for you on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, J.C. Himmelberg, he's a very good athlete for us, you know, and he, he's kind of getting settled in because last year he was a backup, you know, but he's getting more comfortable back there in the pocket, and he does a great job of leadership for us on the team, and it's just, I told him it's his turn to shine, and he's doing a great job stepping up and playing quarterback for us. Looking at your opponent tonight, the uh, Giltner Hornets, they're also 1-3. and three. What have you seen from them so far this year? Well, on the tapes that we've seen so far, they like to throw it around quite a bit, you know. I mean, they'll mix in a run or two there, but for the most part, they're pretty much, uh, I call it, path happy, you know. So our defense is going to have to put some pressure on the quarterback, and then our defensive backs are going to have to uh, – we play man-to-man, so they're going to have to stay with their guys, and hopefully we can slow them down a little bit and get the W on Friday. Playing man-to-man with some lower numbers. What what have you told your defense this week about how about the effort that they're going to have to put in on that side of the ball? You know, we just talk about every day. You know, we want 100% every snap, and you know, like you say, we're fewer numbers, but – you know, we, we condition quite a bit every day in practice, so I think it's coming around. And after the win on Friday, our confidence has picked up, and I can tell in our practices these last three days that we're, we're pretty confident. You know, I told them to be confident and not cocky, and we're just going to try to slow them down enough to play well on Friday. You said conditioning, and I just had some terrible flashbacks to high school conditioning during football season, so better your young men than myself. Coach, what's it going to take tonight to to get another win that turns into a winning streak and keep the playoff chances alive? Um, we're going to have to come, you know, and play a turnover-free football. You know, if we turn the ball over, you know, early in the year we turned it over. We haven't been very well on that. And then the last two or three ga- two games we've been quite well on that. So we keep the turnovers down and um, – just play our our game of football on the offensive side and make uh, secure secure our tackles because you know early in the year we were, we didn't make good tackling we're very inexperienced but now we're coming around and you know we just have a complete game out of our team and I think we'll be ready to go on Friday. Looking forward to seeing your healthy team take the field tonight, Coach. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, thanks. Uh, appreciate you having us on the radio. That's Blue Hill head coach John Coffey. We'll talk Giltner head coach Chip Bartos next. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. 
the South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need, offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck, sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. Continuing along with another Ravenna Sanitation coaches interview, now talking with Giltner's head coach, Chip Bartos. Coach, thanks for giving us a few minutes. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, the season uh, started out with a win since then. I've slid to one and three. What have you learned about your team through the first half of uh, the 2018 season? Um, well, we, we learned that we had to uh, to work on, on mental toughness and, and fighting through adversity um, in a lot of tough games. I mean, we had a stretch where we knew these first four games were going to be really tough for us, um, and we had some injuries that we had to deal with. But overcoming those those lumps in the road um, has definitely made us a better team. And you know we had some injuries against Central Valley, and and we we didn't mentally or physically fight through that. Um, we kind of had the same issue against St. Francis, and and we did fight through that. You know, keeping it a a two score game late into the fourth quarter. Um, last week really told a lot about us, just against the very physical Lawrence Nelson team. That uh, that we definitely have to improve on on physicality if we want to win out and uh, and and you know make it into the playoffs. And, uh, and Lawrence Nelson is a very talented team, and you know you you, you think when you put up 50 points that you're going to come out on the on the winning side of things, but but you know defensively when you can't stop them and 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 we can't uh, can't do the little things correctly, we still got to work and, and and improve there. So. You know, going into these next four games, it's really going to be, you know, how physical of a team are we? And and, uh, and I guess a lot of questions should hopefully be answered Friday night. Coach, you talked about uh, adversity and injuries, and your your team's kind of caught that bug right now. What's been the message to your team during this stretch? Well, it's, you know, you, you never know when uh, when you're going to get hurt or when your last play is. So, you you know, you need to be going hard. A hundred percent of the time, and and if you are a backup or or not in a starting role, you know don't think that you're not going to play. You need to be taking, uh, you know, mental reps if you're not on the first team, and you need to be studying and, and preparing just like the starters are. Um, but but really, it's it's just come down to just just being a fighter. I mean I mean going out there with a little chip on your shoulder and. Uh, and and just and 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 fighting and and being the one initiating contact instead of the one receiving it. We're speaking with Giltner head coach Chip Bartos. Coach, you said you scored fifty last week. You've also scored forty six, twenty, and forty. So you have put points on the board. What's been working for you when you do have possession of the ball? Well, our our passing game is is definitely what we hang our hat on. Um, Dane Hendricks has done a great job at quarterback, kind of leading the troops. Um, we've got some great receivers um, in Rhodey Lyon, uh, you know, one of the top receivers in the state right now. Um, Trevor Linden, uh, just a, just a very versatile uh, player. I mean, running back, receiver, uh, even played quarterback last week. And uh, and Lance McKay has he's really stepped up a lot. Our, our passing game is great, um, and and that's I mean we have hung our hat on that the last couple of games. But I, I feel like I've come, I've become too dependent on our passing game, and uh, and and I mean, look for us to become more of a two-dimensional team this week against Blue Hill because we need to get back, 
you know, I talk about physicality on defense. We need to get back to being physical on offense, too. And that's something where my offensive line, um, I've been challenging them all week that they've got to step up and be more physical. And, I mean, you know, we can throw for for 500 and some yards against uh, St. Francis, and we can throw for, for almost 400 against Lawrence Nelson. I told them I want to run for 500 against Blue Hill. Um, you know, obviously we know our passing game will work, but but – Fixing and, and improving our running game is going to be a focus for us uh, to continue to be successful on offense. Well, Coach Blue Hill also one and three. What has from looking at film, talking to folks, what has stood out to you about them so far? Well, they they like to they like to spread the field. They like to get down the field, um, kind of like we do. They've got a little bit of speed at some of their receiver positions. Um, you know, fairly fairly decent sized line. That uh, that their quarterback can run can run against. I mean, they've got a great quarterback as well that uh, that throws a nice ball and runs really well. Um, it's it's going to come down to as far as our preparation, we have to be disciplined on defense. Um, you know, the moment we catch up with our eyes in the backfield, um, Mackin's going to run right past us and, and and catch a long touchdown pass. You know, the moment that we start. Um, Reading, uh, reading the wrong keys, then Himmelberg is going to run right past us for for a touchdown. So it, it, you got to be very disciplined this week against uh, against a team like Blue Hill. That's that's a different Blue Hill team than last year. You know, last year they just tried to run it right over you, um, and this year they're they're trying to spread it out. So it, it definitely makes uh, makes game planning a little bit differently. But but I'm. Uh, you know, if, if we play discipline on defense, I feel like we sh- we won't have a problem. But but it's the moments where where we get start we start being lazy and quit doing our assignments, and and Blue Hill's definitely going to take advantage of us with a you know uh, you know you got a long time coach there and uh, and and very very successful staff. Um, they'll know how to adjust to what we're trying to do. So we got to be able to. Move the chess pieces before them, if you know, if you will. Well, coach, I'm looking forward to the ball game tonight. Thanks for your time. Yes, thanks for having me. That's Giltner head coach Chip Bartos. We'll have starting lineups next. Todd's Body and Glass in Aurora is your collision repair specialist. Is proud to support the Giltner Hornets. Play well and be proud from Todd's Body and Glass. For all your furniture and flooring needs, stop at Blue Hill Furniture. In business since 1889, Blue Hill Furniture has the stability, selection, and quality of larger stores to go with friendly service and competitive prices. Top brand names, too. If you're looking for a single piece or an entire room, Blue Hill Furniture will take care of you. Better Buys in Blue Hill, located at 501 West Gage. For your convenience, they accept Visa and MasterCard. Blue Hill Furniture proudly supports Blue Hill Athletics and Academics. JSGK Catering in Giltner has catered everywhere from cornfields to wedding receptions. Give us a try at your next occasion. Stephen Kathy Hozier and Gail Rath wish the Giltner athletes the best of luck. For more info about JSGK Catering, call 402-849-2244. Into Giltner, where the Hornets are hosting the Bobcats of Blue Hill. Let's take a look at your starting lineups. First, for the visitors from Blue Hill, we're going to look at the offenses for both teams. So, for the Bobcats, at number four is a 5'9 sophomore, Colton Wademan. Number five is a 6'0 sophomore, 
McLean Seaman, number six, a 6'4 senior. J.C. Himmelberg, number nine, a 5'10 junior. Jace Kula, number 21, a 5'8 senior. Joe Mackin, number 40, a 5'10 senior. Eric Wademan, number 51, a 5'11 junior. Cade Golter, and number 61, a 6'2 senior. Tony Bauman. The Blue Hill Bobcats are coached by John Coffey and 1-3 on the season. Now for the Hornets, for their offensive starters, number four, a junior wide receiver, Rody Lyon. Number eight, a freshman guard, Jacob Smith. Number 14, a senior running back, Trevor Linden. Number 22, junior splitting time at quarterback, Lance McKay. Number 24, a senior splitting reps at quarterback as well, Dane Henricks. Number 32, a junior center, Cole Consbrook. Con- Cole number 37, a senior wide receiver, Carter Watson. And number 95, a senior guard, Trenton Thompson. The Hornets are coached by Chip Bartos, also 1-3 on the season, and we'll actually use this time right now. Both teams are missing a few guys. First for the uh, the home team, Hornets, um, Jaden DeVries has actually been gone since the first game t- uh, with a torn ACL. And we're also missing... Uh, sophomore lineman Seth Thramer, who's actually in Texas right now. Now for the Bobcats, they're missing a few guys here as well for both of these teams. Obviously, once you get down into D2, numbers start to shrink a little bit and injuries do take their toll. Um, Blue Hill is also missing uh, Max Mormon, Macaulay Coffey, and TJ Ockengay. So we're going to break down both teams. We've still got some time going through pregame as we continue along with the Marylanding Healthcare pregame mary landing healthcare your care our inspiration live from giltner for the hornets and the bobcats here on the breeze 94.5 and online at platriverpreps.com whether you're talking sports or farming one thing is the same you need power Think husker power products for propane natural gas and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs when you require irrigation power parts or timely service think husker power Products, your provider of gm powered natural gas and lp high efficiency irrigation engine and fuel efficient isuzu diesel engines call 402-463-1531 for husker power products of hastings your full service irrigation engine headquarters now also located in Sutton. We're the UK Ford Superstore. Alex Superstore. Shopping centered around you, you, you. One stop shop that gives you more. Shopping centered around you, you, you. We're the UK Ford Superstore. In Gildner, stop by and see your friendly insurance agents at Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw Insurance. So now let's talk about all Welcome back to Giltner as we uh, are in the Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. Let's, uh, we've gone through the starters, and actually, as we were doing all of the starters, they did the coin flip. Giltner won. They deferred, so Blue Hill will have the ball first. So let's start with, uh, which, by the way, this is the first game up here for Chris Langan, so I'm glad to have hey. you along. This is our intern. He's normally back at the studio helping out the gang. Um with all of the games, board hopping, getting the scores for the Ruts and Rivals scoreboard show, which if you stick around or flip on over to Power 99 after the game and 1230 KHAS, they've got the Ruts and Rivals 
uh, the Ruts Heating and Air and the Rivals Bar and Grill Scoreboard Show. That's every Friday night with Jeff Babel and the gang. This time the gang doesn't include Chris. Happy to have you along. Uh, so let's look at these teams. What, what, are you, what do you have for some game notes as we look forward to tonight's ball game? Yeah, first off, thanks, Joe, for having me up here. Uh, it's nice to be up here and uh, <laughs> definitely better than being out there because it is a little bit cold outside. Uh, that's the first thing I'll note for sure. And as far as uh, both these teams, you know, they both come in one and three on the season. Uh, one one small difference you'll see is Giltner. They won their first game of the year. So they've kind of got a three-game skid here, whereas Blue Hill, you know, they're on a one-game winning streak as of now. They'd like to make that two coming off a big win against Franklin. Uh, as of la- last year, talking about um, Blue Hill, they obviously, they 12-1, and one, lost in the state finals. Giltner, they had a pretty decent season as well. They won a playoff game, had six wins. So both these schools kind of going through transition seasons. They both have three returners exactly. Uh, some some guys to look for for Giltner. Uh, we talked a little bit, uh, the coach talked a little bit. Dwayne Heinrichs, Rhodey Lyon, uh, they're going to pass the ball quite a bit. Their last couple of games, they have really uh, – shown the prototypical air raid offense you see at like washington state or texas tech if there's any college football fans out there uh they're really going to air i think they have done really well so that will be an interesting matchup to see and as uh coach bartos mentioned in the pregame they want to get a little bit more physical we'd like to see him rush for 500 yards i don't know that seems a bit steep for me but you certainly, I think, for Giltner, I think you'll see closer to a 50-50 run pass than uh, we've seen recently, which is more like an 80-20 pass run. If you so, see the Hornets run for that many yards, you're definitely definitely going to have to be getting the ball to Henricks, who has 277 yards rushing on the season. Fifth, that's uh, 53 rushes, so through four games, 53 seems like a pretty big number. Coach uh, Coach Barto said they, def- they do want to run more, and what we've seen through the first four Blue Hill does give up some running yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, the one thing Blue Hill, teams against them, uh, they've just kind of, I mean, just speaking objectively, not to take anything away from their effort, but they have ran the ball extremely well against Blue Hill. And a thing that's interesting about Giltner, when you mentioned Heinrichs, is he's got, what, 50, 53, 54 rushes? Mm-hmm. And, um, th- th- I mean, that's the quarterback. So how many of those are really designed runs? And how many of them are, you know, he's dropping back, they're calling a pass play, and next thing you know, he's scrambling around. So they haven't really, I'm assuming they haven't really called a whole lot of just running plays uh, when they're huddling up, et cetera. So it'll be interesting to see what they do exactly there because it's not something they're particularly used to, but it's something that they can take advantage of potentially during this game. Yeah, Hendricks, as we said, 277 yards on the ground, over 1,100 already through the air. So they do have the capability to put the ball up in the air, and we saw that as we've been watching pregame going along here. We'll, we'll And that's something that, They've put up uh, some points as well over the course of the year. Got their first win of the season last week, trying to turn that into a streak as we talked with Coach Coffee before the game. Numbers, as we said, they got three three injuries coming into tonight, um, including TJ Ockengay. So actually, let's take this moment right now uh, because Chris is here and happy to have Chris along. Normally, we would have Trent Ockengay along with us. Yes, TJ is his younger brother. We do want to send a congratulations to Trent and Heather. They currently have their uh, their rehearsal dinner going on back in Blue Hill, getting married tomorrow. So congratulations to Trent and soon-to-be Heather Ockengate back there. So we're going to continue along with the pregame as we are here in Giltner with uh, a little bit to go in pregame. Still officials all going back and talking. So plenty more to come here on The Breeze 94.5 and online at platriverpreps.com. 
in Giltner, stop by and see your friendly insurance agents at Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw Insurance specializes in crop, farm, property, casualty, life, and health. For a free consultation, stop by the Giltner office or give them a call. Robert Shaw Insurance. Ron's Pharmacy is your Health Mart pharmacy in Blue Hill with complete pharmacy service, including mail-out service. Ron's Pharmacy also has school supplies, American greeting cards, Russell Stover's candies, and Timex watches. You can trust and depend on Ron's Pharmacy because they've been serving you for more than 40 years. Ron's Pharmacy proudly supports academics and athletics in Blue Hill and wishes all the athletes and coaches good luck. Ron's Pharmacy, your Blue Hill Health Mart Pharmacy. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need. Offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck sports teams from the South Central State Bank. Member FDIC. The Breeze 94.5. Welcome back to Giltner as uh, Caleb Henry alongside christopher langan if i call you trent Day at any point throughout this game i apologize it's become a habit so chris langan is with us here uh, you said it's a little bit chilly <laughs> let me let me pull up exactly how chilly it is right now it's 49 degrees we have not had a game anywhere close to this so far season does not look like we'll get any rain if the game gets closer to nine o'clock there's a slight chance of rain so cold very, very small chance of rain as we go through this game. It should stay pretty dry. I ran out on, on the field, talked to both coaches before the game. The field feels fine. Uh, Chris, you were walking around as well. It, it, that feels fine. Obviously, we both played a little bit of football in high school. It's colder. This is going to be, as we said last week, it was the first game that really felt like fall. Well, this is the first game that feels like late fall, <laughs> just, just in the course of a week. Um, what's going through these players' heads? Obviously, they're just here to play football, but you can feel it when it's a little bit cooler and you see more guys wearing sleeves. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of it that will make it kind of an impact, maybe not an impact in the game, but just extremely noticeable is it, it's kind of like, you know, if you're from Los Angeles and you come to Nebraska for one day, it might say it's 49 degrees, but if you've been, like the weather has been recently, where it's 70, 75, et cetera, 49 feels like about 22 outside. So <laughs> I don't care what that thing says, what that thermometer says, it is a little bit colder than it uh, appears to be. But, you know, once you get once you get the sweat going a little bit, once you get hit a little bit, I think, you know, the cold is one of the, your lesser concerns. And this isn't like a uh, what, we, what you see at a lot of 11-man games, um, a lot of, I guess, more populated 8-man games where the players are just playing kind of on one side of the ball. They go to the side, have to put a jacket, the sweat might dry a little bit, and then they have to get running again. The majority of these players for both teams are going to play both ways i think i put my my notes away for part of it but i think blue hill might have only three guys on the team right now not starting um giltner just a couple more but that's going to be one where the guys are on the field they're going to stay on the field that helps keep them warm Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a very tough scenario for coaches i always wonder you know how do you how do you manage practices because you want to get guys you know in to run all kinds of schemes all kinds of formations etc but it's hard when you know you could risk an injury and potentially uh, you know, be more down than you already are. Well, we've got the ball game coming up next month. We got national anthem time, as it is in high schools all across the country and here in Nebraska as well. In Giltner, it's the Bobcats and the Hornets coming up next on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. At B&B Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12-month financing. 
So if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. So come on in today or tomorrow to B&B Carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go. Thramers Food Center is located in downtown Blue Hill. At Thramers, they take pride in their fresh meat produce and their fast, friendly hometown service. Stop in for their daily lunch specials, some home fried chicken, or any of their delicious deli items. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 to 5.30. Good luck, Bobcats, from Tim and Deb and the crew at Thramers Food Center in Blue Hill. This is Eric Lichty, the branch manager of Giltner State Bank, a branch of Henderson State Bank, member FDIC. I would like to invite you to stop into our new location just off of the Giltner Spur. Come meet our friendly staff and visit with us about our products and services. We have a hometown-friendly atmosphere that will make your banking experience pleasant. We specialize in agricultural loans as well as your personal loan needs. We're an equal housing lender. Come in and see what we can do for you. For football here in Giltner, and I tell you what, uh, Chris, that might be something we see at some bigger schools, but you see it a lot more at smaller schools. Love to see it. There was what five or six uh, Giltner players getting ready to play the game, and a couple other guys went down and joined them. They sang the national anthem for us. So <laughs> very talented uh, football players. Also some good voices there for the Hornets. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, I could. I definitely was not that uh, dual talented in my time during <laughs> high school, and certainly not now. So that is that is extremely impressive, to be honest with you. Well, Blue Hill is going to start with the ball here in Giltner. They're they're in the white, going to be um, on our right, and as as we we get ready to go into this one, a little bit undermanned. Uh, got some youth, some injuries. What does Blue Hill need to do coming out in this game? Well, you, you know, the main thing is just starting with a little bit of tempo on offense, I think. Uh, if you can, I mean, Giltner has a little bit struggle on d- defense a little bit. So I think this first drive will kind of set the tone for both teams. You know, uh, Blue Hill obviously coming off a win, they should be feeling a little bit confident. So what they need to do is kind of just get some momentum going pretty early and, you know, have Giltner think in their heads, hey, here we go again, another week where we give up a few points. So. That's the first thing to look for, I think, for this game. Well, Watson for the Hornets is ready to put his foot into it. Back deep for the Bobcats, Mormon and Mackin. The whistle's blown, and now we're going to go ahead and start football here at Giltner. Very good kick to start the ball game. Not even going to be a chance to return it unless he jumped about 12, 15 feet in the air. So we're going to come on out to start this game on a touchback from the 15-yard line here in Giltner. That's one of those. If you can, if you've got a weapon with your kicker, you can put it into the end zone every time. That's especially here in, in the eight-man game. You can keep it away from some of those athletes. Blue Hill going to huddle up, and we're going to see three down linemen for Giltner. Blue Hill coming out with that is Seaman at quarterback. Trips to his right. He'll take the snap in shotgun. Motion coming right to left. Won't hand it off. He'll run to the left himself, going to get past the first line of blockers, and he'll be tackled for a gain of five on the play. So a good pickup to start this ball game. Excuse me, that's Himmelberg at quarterback. Yeah, just nicely, you know, designed run up the middle. Get yourself going a little bit. What you don't have, have you don't have an incomplete pass, second and ten, and now you're looking at a, 
you know, having to throw the ball on second down again. So that's a good start for them to get some momentum going and uh, really open up the playbook here on second down. Himmelberg with six yards to start the ball game. Again, trips to the right. Himmelberg by himself in shotgun. He will look to the right. This time he's going to throw it over. He's got his man, Joe Mackin, who catches it in the flats. Doesn't quite get up to the sticks. Looks like where they're going to mark him, going to give him a gain of two, third down and two upcoming for the Bobcats. Mackin with a nice two-yard grab out there in the flat. So they are moving the ball, but this is where you're going to see if Blue Hill can get a drive going very early in this game on a third and short. Yeah, absolutely. It was really good uh, pursuit there by the Giltner defense, kind of stuffed that one out, a little bit of a screen pass over to the right. So interesting play right here on third and two. Now trips to the left side, kind of a bunch away to the hash mark, running left to right is going to be Joe Mackin, and Himmelberg's actually going to fake the handoff, turn it upfield, and he's stuffed immediately in the backfield. Nowhere to go. Lance McKay and Dane Henricks both flying through for the Hornets, a fourth down and one, so Himmelberg did turn it into a yard, but going to be fourth and one from their own 29-yard line. And that's going to be a punting situation as they're in their first tight formation of the game. Going back deep on the return is going to be Rody Lyon. Beautiful punt going up there by Himmelberg. Lyon catches it at his own 20, muffs it back to the 15, picks it up, wheeling inside the 10, a lot of pursuit. He's running to the far side of the field now. A couple blockers, room to run. He's past the 30, out to the 35. Going to be pulled short there. They say he went out of bounds at the 31-yard line. So a nice return there to give good field position for the Hornets as they get their first possession of the ball game. Yeah, you could see right there the speed of Rody Lyon. Um, you know, he kind of muff, muffed the punt for a little bit. It looked like it wasn't going to go very far, but he really uh, got the Jets burning towards the outside and kind of outran a few uh, Blue Hill Bobcats there and picked up a nice little gain on the return. And that's one of those that we're going to see. Giltner wants to get into space, get their athletes moving, and Dane Hendricks in all alone by himself in the backfield in shotgun. He'll also have trips to his right side. Motion right to left. That's going to be Trevor Linden who lines up now. It's twins both sides. Pass out to the flats here on the near side. Making the grab is Carter Watson who's got a first down and more. Picking up not just the sticks, but they're going to go ahead and give him a gain of 15 out to the 35 of Blue Hill. So a nice first play. And we know that uh, Coach Bartos was saying they want to run the ball a little bit more. But if you can pick up 15 yards on your first play, why change it? It's not broken. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just like you said. Now you got Twins to the far side. Still Hendricks in the backfield by himself. He'll look here to the near side and immediately throw it into the flats to Rody Lyon, who turns it upfield. Minimal pickup, but he'll still get four yards on the play. And that's pick up 15, throw it to the flats, pick up four. Giltner moving the ball really well here on their first possession of the ball game. And, you know, Rody Lyon came into the game. He's really a speedster guy who gets a lot of yards uh, after the catch, uh, things of that nature, averages about 18 yards a catch, things like that. So it's all right for Blue Hill to give up a short gain there. Henricks will take the snap, looks right. It's going to be a go route now. And looking to the far side, he's got a man, a little bit of pressure, and some contact, incomplete pass, but making a really good run on the far side to Trevor Linden. He was bumped a little bit. I don't know if it was enough to, to throw a flag um, contact there. Uh, making the defense was um, was Himmelberg, so he's playing on both sides of the ball. That was a good ball up in the air by Hendricks. Yeah, that was an absolute beauty, beauty of a ball. Definitely gave his guy a chance to make it. Really tough catch for sure, but gave him a shot. Hendricks again in shotgun, twins to the far side, tight to the right. A bunch of pressure coming up. You'll find Lyon out near the sticks who breaks a tackle with a stiff arm at the 15-10. Nobody's going to get him, and he's into the end zone. For the first points of the game, Rody Lyon from 33 yards out 
for the first points of the ball game here to give Giltner the lead. And, you know, just like kind of talked about a little bit ago with Lyon, uh, they'd take him if, if he catches the ball and he gets three yards. All right, that's a pretty good job by the defense. But right there you kind of saw it looked like for a second the play was kind of busted. They had some pressure on the quarterback, but Lyon came right back for that ball, made one guy miss, and took it to the house. That's our first points of the ball game. 9.08 to go in the first quarter after the Henricks to Lyon connection for Giltner. They're going to line it up, go for two. Hendricks takes the snap, not going to give the handoff, and he'll dance back to the left side in for two. So eight points on the board for the Hornets to start this ball game. They lead Blue Hill 908 to go in the first quarter here on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Your friendly Friesen Ford in Aurora is your destination for sales, service, and parts. Friesen Ford has the vehicle you want right on their lot with a wide variety of vehicles to choose from in their friendly sales staff to assist you in a low-pressure environment. Come experience the friendly Friesen Ford difference for yourself today in their state-of-the-art facility located 20 miles east of Grand Island, just off of I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com. For sales, service, parts, trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. Breeze 94.5. First points on the board on a 33-yard pitch and catch from Dane Hendricks to Rody Lyon to get this game going for the home team. Hornets and Blue Hill about to have their second possession of the ball game on the last one that uh, Carter Watson put his foot into. It landed a couple yards into the end zone. So that's one that we're going to continue to watch. Blue Hill was moving the ball, didn't get it on a third and short to to end up having to punt the ball but we'll see what they do here on the kickoff Watson gets his foot into it this one's going to go looks like might be returnable standing on the end line no going to go in there it was a good effort by Joe Mack and put his hand up he, he wanted to get his hands on the ball with some space but second possession upcoming for the Bobcats I always love that's one of my favorite things to see when I watch a Nebraska high school football game is how bad sometimes some of those kick returners the things they will do to try to keep that ball from going <laughs> into the end zone for that touchback it is always theatrical just a little Ill- ill-advised throwing your hands up there but as it is it's going to be a touchback and starting for their second possession at the 15, still in at quarterback Himmelberg. He's got twins to both sides. He's in shotgun. Waiting for the snap now. He'll take that. Got some guys running into the flats. Now he's going to look deep. He's got a guy open. He's got to come back to the ball. It's a little underthrown. Picked off. There's a flag on the play. Trying to see where that was, but the ball was picked off by Rody Lyon. So we're going to see if that pass interference offense or defense as they're going to go ahead and the officials are going to meet if, if, it, if the interception stands, it'll be Hornets ball at their own 33. But that will not be the case. Pass interference. Um, Rody Lyon went up, and that, that was a man's catch the way he went up, high pointed that ball, but will be pass interference. So Blue Hill finding a way to move the ball to start their second possession. And that's always kind of a tough call. You know, if it's uh, when you're when you're coaching, you got or when you're excuse me, when you're roughing, you got to decide. You know. Was he playing for the ball, or was he, you know, intentionally making contact, or just making contact in general with the receiver? So, one that can kind of go either way, but you can understand why they called it. So now out to the 30 are the Bobcats on the, uh, as we said, that ball was a little bit underthrown. Still got Himmelberg in at quarterback. Motion coming right to left. That's Joe Mackin. He'll go all the way through, and now he'll throw it to Mackin out into the flats. Whistles blow though, and that looks like they're gonna have an issue with motion before they uh, they snap the ball there, trying to get everyone set. It's a little different. As soon as you got guys in motion, 
and then you're trying to make sure guys are set for a count, and Blue Hill didn't quite get that one there. So first and 15 from their own 25. Giltner has played uh, really good defense. They did on that first possession, and then obviously on that first play, Rody Lyon went up for a pick that was called back because of pass interference. And now we're going to see Himmelberg joined in the backfield. He's got twins to the left. In the backfield with him is Wademan. Motion coming left to right again, and now Himmelberg's going to follow everyone to the right side. Met in the backfield and by a few guys making the initial hit was Trevor Linden, and that's going to be a loss for Himmelberg and you know, of, it's been of a, one yard now. They're back at their 14. It's been a really promising start thus far for Gildner's defense. Uh, it's looked, I mean, they had the interception, obviously some interference there, but beyond that, I mean, they've only given up, I believe, eight yards now on uh, four plays when you negate that penalty. So uh, for Giltner, this has been about as good of a start you could ha ask for defensively. Excuse me, not the 14, the 24, only a loss of one, not 11. Second down and 16 coming for the Bobcats. Himmelberg will have trips to the far side. Sitting here on the near side all by himself, looks like it is Wademan. Motion started and then going downfield. Himmelberg's looking. He's got a guy in the flats and can't find him. Running, running a crossing route coming from that trips on the far side was Joe Mackin and Himmelberg just overthrew him third and 16 now. Yeah, and it's tough when you've got that much pressure in your face, you know, a little bit of pressure coming at him. But it, it's it's a tough throw to make when you're, you know, you got a guy in your face. And it, But that was one play. If Mackin catches that and he can make one guy miss, he looked like he had some field uh, ahead of him, you know, to make maybe a 25, 30-yard gain. So that's when Blue, Will's, Blue Hill is probably kicking themselves a little bit. They'll break the snap and run again. It's Jace Kula by himself here to the near side, trips to the far side. Himmelberg in shotgun. Taking a long time between snaps. He'll take it now, looking to the right and looking back to left. Pressure coming up. Himmelberg's going to take off. Breaks one tackle at the line of scrimmage. Makes another guy miss. He's now past the 40, past the 30, past the 20. Good pursuit coming in, past the 10. And tackled just inside the 5. Are they going to give it to him? No, we're going to say he's down at the 1-yard line. So we're making a run of 56 We'll call it 55 yards on the play. Himmelberg, who had no one open downfield, made a guy miss at the line of scrimmage, made a couple other guys miss, and was off to the races. Yeah, you know, the, the pocket kind of collapsed a little bit, but he when he beat that one guy, there was nobody else there. Everybody was kind of downfield covering, and you beat that uh, safety, and next thing you know, you're 55 yards downfield, and you got the ball at the goal line. So Himmelberg's carried the ball every single time for Blue Hill, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see that again here. Himmelberg? has done extremely well, put a couple nice ones in the air. So they're trying to take advantage of that play that got called back, was an interception, going under center for the first time at the goal line, first and goal on the one. This time Himmelberg will actually just run a quarterback sneak up the middle, and they're going to say he's in. They're saying he's in. The ball popped out, which was after the whistle had blown. So once you cross that plane, whether you're down or not, get tackled, your knee comes down, anything, once you cross that plane, you're in. So Himmelberg... Scores on a one-yard one quarterback sneak following the 55-yard scramble. And again, you just, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Blue Hill probably doesn't go uh, under center much unless they're at the goal line, but that's what they did there. And you could kind of see a defensive lineman for Giltner was kind of expecting that. He kind of cheated the play right before the cadence, but uh, very, very tough to stop a quarterback like Himmelberg from one yard in. Now lining up to go for two as well. Himmelberg in shotgun, twins both ways. Motion coming right to left. This time he's still not going to hand it off. He'll dance right up the middle, actually met by his lineman, and then tackled into the end zone. So, Himmelberg 
Puts up eight points himself here. 7.37 to go in the first quarter. Tied at eight. Giltner in Blue Hill here on The Breeze 94.5 and online at flatriverpreps.com. Todd's Body and Glass in Aurora is your collision repair specialist. Is proud to support the Giltner Hornets. Play well and be proud from Todd's Body and Glass. JSGK Catering in Giltner has catered everywhere from cornfields to wedding receptions. Give us a try at your next occasion. Stephen Kathy Hozier and Gail Rath wish the Giltner athletes the best of luck. For more info about JSGK Catering, call 402-849-2244. The Breeze 94.5. All right, Chris, it's looking like a little bit of a shootout. 8-8, eight to eight, not even halfway through the first quarter. Both offenses playing well. Himmelberg. Made him, he ended up getting 56 yards rushing on, on the last two plays, a 55-yard scramble. It was third and 16. He took a made a lot of something out of nothing and then punched it in for two and or punched it in for six and then ran it in for two more. Yeah, both quarterbacks right now, they're really filling up the stat sheets thus far. So we'll have to see how, if, if that continues to be a trend. I would guess with their talent levels, it certainly will. But uh, this game really might come down to, you know, who can get a couple stops here and there, and that might be all it takes. Rody Lyon and Dakin Wilson back to return the ball, but there, that ball is actually going to be kicked out of the end zone. So both kickers for the teams tonight, making sure that skill players don't get the ball on special teams, and Giltner will be coming out for their second possession of the ball game from their own 15. I'll tell you what, those are some very impressive boots, especially for the eight-man level. I mean, that, that ball right there was kicked, my math correct, about 59 yards, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Giltner both times is putting it back in the end zone too, so... Very impressive thus far for the special teams unit. Well, if you've been uh, listening to this broadcast at all, our math isn't always great, but it's good to know Chris, the intern, is doing well. And now it's going to be, again, Hendricks in shotgun. He will hand it off this time to Trevor Linden, who makes a nice run out to the right, carrying a guy a little bit and trying to see where they are going to mark him down. Pickup of six on the play, second down and four upcoming for the Hornets from their own 21. And you know that right there, that's what uh, Coach Bartos talked about a little bit before the game in the pregame, uh, getting getting uh, the running back a little bit of some carries there to get some running game going. So maybe if they can keep the ball away from Blue Hill, that'll be their best chance to uh, negate their offense. It's uh, Rody and Lyon, or Rody Lyon and Linden who are flanking Hendricks in the backfield, and Hendricks is now going to turn it up himself. The ball pops out at the end of the play, but he's going to pick it up and continue to run now marked out at the 40-yard line. So a nice pickup there for Hendricks on the play. It looked a little broken in the backfield, and then, of course, it, it popped up there, but no damage done, and Hornets continue to have the ball now at midfield. Yeah, and they had a little jet sweep action there and uh, had a little play fake, and, you know, Hendricks took it himself and had a nice little game there. Hendricks now all alone in the backfield, takes the snap, throws it out of the flats on an out route, and hobbling after not making the catch. Looks like uh, Trevor Linden... Made a good plant on an out route. He was wide open, but hobbling over to the sideline now. He's going to get replaced, running in to replace him is uh, Dakin Wilson. Um, Linden had all kinds of green grass in front of him. Looked like maybe slipped a little and uh, almost an ankle or a knee. We'll try to keep an eye on that one. Uh, Linden, another one of those playmakers for the Hornets. Hendricks still in shotgun. Twins to the far side. It's going to be a tight and a receiver to the near side running in motion. Rody Lyon right to left. They will hand it off in the jet sweep. He's got room out front, a block out front of him. He gets the first down, about to the, going to pick up 14 yards on the play, tackled at the 26-yard line. 
And again, Rody Lyon wants that ball in his hands and wants it in space. Yeah, and they're going to do everything possible. They don't care if it's you know getting him the ball via a pass or getting him the ball via a jet sweep. However they can get Rody Lyon the ball, they're going to get him the ball. He is absolutely dynamic. He's going to be Lyon again by himself, single receiver to the near side. He will go motion right to left again. Not going to hand it to him. He'll go set a block and actually going to just run it himself as Henricks, who stiff arms the guy at the at the line of scrimmage, and now he'll run downfield a little bit. Pickup of five on the play. So Henricks moving the ball well himself and very strong in the backfield to stiff arm the first guy that gets to you. And you know, it almost looked like they're Rody Lyon. It looked like a jet sweep counter. You know, like when you have your guard go and pull and take out the. Uh, Opposing teams, the last guy in the line of scrimmage, the defensive end, looked like Rody Lyon there, uh, had a jet sweep, and then he went ahead and took a block at that defensive end, and uh, Hendricks made a little bit out of nothing, picked up four. Same formation for the Hornets. Lyon again going in motion right to left, and now Hendricks takes a snap and shotgun. Lyon coming across the middle, going to catch the ball, and going to be tackled short of the first down. So a nice little pickup, going to bring up a third down and two. Third down and a long two for the Hornets from the 19 of the Bobcats. And you can kind of see a little bit with Linden out of the game for the time being. He's getting some stretching going over there, but uh, they're really going to zone in on Lyon offensively if they can. Going to be Wilson and Lyon in the backfield flanking Henricks, who's going to just run himself to the left. He's got room out in front, got the first down past the 10, and no one's going to be within 10 yards of him as he strolls into the end zone from seven, from 19 yards out. And that's six more points for the Hornets have scored on back-to-back possessions to start the ball game. And again, you can see the speed of both quarterbacks today. Uh, really just dynamic athletes, which is normally what you expect in really any level of high school football. But these two right here, uh, they're definitely up there in terms of Class D quarterbacks, that's for sure. In case you had on your fantasy team, uh, Henricks, that's already a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. So things going well for him. Lining up for two are the Hornets, twins to both sides. And now actually that twins to the right is actually going to turn into an end. Hendricks takes a snap looking to the right, and he's going to find Rody Lyon for two more points. So 16-8, to 5.19 to go. Here in the first quarter, Giltner leads on the breeze 94.5 and online at platriverpreps.com. Get more than you expect. Direct. Feeling like you need to go out of town for the best value on your new furniture? Why waste your time when you can shop Furniture Direct in Hastings? Furniture Direct has everyday low prices on top name brands like Ashley, Beautyrest, and Catnapper. Plus, get more than what you expect with express delivery, no interest financing, and friendly hometown service. Why drive when you can get more than you expect? Furniture Direct, behind Sonic on South Burlington in Hastings. Breeze 94.5. The fight song continues to play for the hometown Hornets as they've got a 16-8 lead following the Dane Hendricks 19-yard quarterback sprint to the left. They're going to come out to kick. We've seen <laughs> four kickoffs so far in this ballgame. Chris, not a single return because they've all gone into or out of the end zone. Yeah, you know, it's one a lot of fans kind of like seeing offense just because they like to see points on the board. You know, I kind of like to see offense just see these guys kick off the ball a few extra times. You know what I mean? <laughs> really get your money's worth uh, when you've got these two kickers out there. It really is kind of enjoyable to watch them just move it back to the end zone. Putting his boot into it again is Watson, and this is going to be right at the goal line if he's got a chance to catch it, and they're going to say it just goes in. You know what? Really trying to make that catch is Joe Mackin, and he went up and got it. If that was a, a reception on the sideline, 
very good hands, but on that one, they're going to say it crossed the plane. So coming back out to the 15 again are the Blue Hill Bobcats. I was going to say, that's you, they talk about you know dragging your toes in uh, with the NFL, college football, high school, obviously, too. That might be the best drill to do it with. Get these two kickers out here, <laughs> try to drag your feet right in front of the goal line, and uh, that's probably your best chance at developing that skill. Hemmelberg in at quarterback, motion coming right to left. They're going to hand it off this time to Colton Wademan, who's hit as soon as he gets it in the backfield. A loss on the play after the hit by Dakin Wilson, and they're going to be marked down inside the 10. Looks like they're going to call it the 8-yard line. So second down and 17 upcoming for the Bobcats on that 7-yard uh, loss to start the possession. Yeah, and again, really good pursuit there by Giltner. Uh, they've certainly stopped everybody not named Hemmelberg thus far. Hamelberg is going to be in shotgun again. Very rarely are we going to see them under center. He, he's flanked in the backfield by Wademan. Twins to the near side. Going to look immediately to that near side. Making the catch on the sideline is Joe Mackin with not a lot of room to go. Tackled in bounds. Gain of, we'll call it two. He's out to the 10-yard line. Looks like, looks like they, uh, they're going to give him a... Nope, yep, they're going to say he's at the 10. So pickup of two, not a lot going there uh, on that east to west instead of north and south, which Blue Hill's been successful with. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Blue Hill does here. You know, I, it, while it is third and 15, you never want to count out a quarterback draw, especially with uh, Himmelberg's ability. And earlier in the game, they threw deep. They had the ball open. They got the pass interference call. So look for one of those two things right here. But definitely don't uh, just negate a quarterback run here, even though it's third and 15. On third and 16, he ran for 55. Third and 15 now from their own 10. Himmelberg will take the snap, looking to his right. And he's got a guy going on a go route to the outside and just going to overthrow Everybody on that far side looked like he was looking for Colton Wademan. Good defense there as you, you get all the DBs in for Giltner. So now fourth down and 15 from your own 10. Looks like a punt upcoming for Blue Hill. On the last punt that had come out, it was uh, it was muffed by Rody Lyon, but he did manage to pick up some yards, and he's going to get out to just about midfield as Himmelberg is standing on his own goal line to punt this one away. Good high punt, going to be fair caught and muffed actually now, so Lyon's going to jump on it. That's twice now. Lyon has muffed the punt, but he does dive on it to give them first and 10 from the 39 of Blue Hill. You know, good job by Hummelberg there to at least get some depth on that punt. You know, get it up in the air. Don't let, don't kick it right at Lyon and give him a, you know, give your guys some time to get downfield, get some pursuit. That way he has to make a fair catch there. And sometimes you never know, he might muff it and your guy's right there to recover it. So good job by the punter. So that's going to end up just from where he punted that. He was on his own goal line. It went about 40 yards. And now Giltner back in for their third possession of the game, running to the right side. Now it's going to be pitched to to Rody Lyon, who's run out of bounds after a gain of one on a speed option here to the near side. Hendricks read that defensive end, pitched it almost immediately. Not a lot of room for Lyon. And one thing certain to note right now is uh, Trevor Linden's back in the game, so that's very nice to see if you're Giltner. Another thing to say, uh, Giltner, their previous possession, they had 52 passing yards. Their last possession, they had 53 rushing yards. So kind of a change of uh, scheme for sure. Hendricks will fake the handoff, running out to the left side. Almost got a speed option. Very late pitch to Lyon, who's got a lot of green grass in front of him. Now guys are trapping him on the sideline, so he'll run out of bounds at the 15. Man, that's a nice little pickup of uh, 24 yards on the play. Yeah, kind of a risky pitch there by uh, Hendricks there, but certainly paid off. And again, Lyon doing everything right now for this uh, Giltner team offensively. Very, very late pitch 
is what we saw on that one. But Hendricks made it count. Double tight in this game. Hendricks flanked by his two running backs. He'll follow everyone to the right side. Now he's going to stiff arm a guy at the line of scrimmage, running around to the right and gang tackled inside the 10. Hendricks makes that run to the nine-yard line, going to bring up a second down and four for the Hornets. You know, like Coach Bartos said before the game, he, you know, we, we kind of maybe thought he was, you know, just talking some nonsense when he said he was going to run the ball a little bit. But this second, second and third position possession now, we're certainly see them uh, be a little bit more physical and get back to the old gridiron days of running the football. Hornets getting the call from the sideline and Coach Bartos. Everyone checks their wristband. Same formation. Hendricks in the backfield, flanked by Linden and Lyon. He'll take the snap. Handed off this time to Linden, who goes and lowers his shoulder. Truck sticks a guy inside the five-yard line. He'll be brought down at the two. So first down and goal. Linden letting everyone know he is just fine. Yeah, Linden, I tell you what, he definitely qualifies as what you'd call a downhill runner. You get him the ball, you give him a hold to go to, and he's going to come down there like a train coming right at you. Same formation again. Hendricks in the shotgun. Taking that snap. Now he'll just follow everyone himself up the middle and trying to see where they're going to spot this ball. They're going to say he's in. So Dane Hendricks on the two-yard quarterback run right up the middle is going to put some more points on the board for Giltner. And we were talking about coming into this game. We might see some points go up, and that's what we've got so far. And we're still two and a half to go in the first quarter. And as you said earlier, Dane with with his – Dane Hendricks with his – fantasy game thus far there's another rushing touchdown for him but you know Lyon really has done a great job too of just moving the ball in between the 20s as they say and then once you get into the red zone uh, Hendricks has done a good job from there lining up to go for two this time Hendricks is looking to throw the ball and throwing it to that far side did he stay in and they're gonna say the catch was made that catch for two by Lance McKay so Eight more points for the Hornets. It's now 24 to 8, two and a half to go in the first quarter here on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. In Giltner, stop by and see your friendly insurance agents at Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw Insurance specializes in crop, farm, property, casualty, life, and health. For a free consultation, stop by the Giltner office or give them a call. Robert Shaw Insurance. The Breeze 94.5. It's 24-8 in the first quarter. Still, Giltner leading Blue Hill. A number of other games going on across Platte River Radio's group of stations, and you can find all of those online at platteriverpreps.com. And you know what? Our internet streaming of high school games on the Platte River Radio group of stations and on platteriverpreps.com. It's brought to you by Barney Insurance. Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln over on ESPN Tri-Cities 1460. Millard West is leading Carney 14 to nothing, and on ESPN 1550. It's Adam Central, 21, Holdridge, nothing. You can get all those scores at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We've got stuff A through D2. Actually, we've got A through D6 with six-man scores on there as well. Jeff Babel and the gang taking care of everyone. Now putting his foot into it again, and you know what? We're just going to say it's going into the end zone. As much as much as uh, Mackin is really trying to catch this ball and run out himself, wants the ball in his hands, it's, like you said, it's entertaining to see these kicks on where they're going. I would say if, if he had a had a golf game going, he's within about five yards on every one of his kicks over here. I'd just like to see, you know, that Blue Hill, that receiver back there, his reaction when he actually got one. You know what I mean? I wonder if he'd, if he'd kind of lose lose sense of what he was doing for a second. Say, hey, I got one to return finally. But I want to see Mackin get a chance to return the ball on one of these kickoffs, but Blue Hill 
Coming out first and 10 from their own 15. Twins here to the near side. For Himmelberg, he's going to drop back, looking deep. Got a guy on a fly route running to that far side and now overthrowing him. And had he not run around or uh, turned around, Wademan actually would have had a good chance of the ball, but he turned around instead of continuing to run under the ball. So incomplete pass on a very nice ball downfield by Himmelberg. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're running down there. It's hard to know which shoulder to turn on, which one's going to make the most sense. And it, it maybe, it, it, like you said, it was a really good throw. And, you know, the, the further downfield you throw, I don't care who you are, it gets a little bit tougher to complete because <laughs> it's out there. You know, the ball's got to come down. you got to worry about all the crazy scientific things they talk about. So uh, just tough sometimes when it's that deep. So now Wademan's going to stay in at running back and flank flank. Uh... Himmelberg, who's going to pitch it to him, and the ball's on the ground, picked up at the five and running in for the scoop and score is going to be never guess. Dane Hendricks, the guy who's already got a passing touchdown, two rushing touchdowns, and now a scoop and score as he picked it up on the eight and ran it in for six more. So we're going to see a two-point conversion here, but Giltner quickly, first quarter, only 13 seconds since their last score, and Hendricks put six more on the board. Yeah, I tell you what, Hendricks kind of showing you today. How many different ways can you score? Uh, Certainly, I'd like to see him maybe kick a field goal or an extra point too. But he's got a lot of them covered thus far. Now lining up to go for two. Hendricks will take the snap and he'll run to the left. Nobody's going to touch him as he gets past the goal line. So eight more on the board for the home team. And Giltner leads Blue Hill 32 to eight, 217 to go in the first quarter here on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Breeze 94.5. Dane Hendricks putting on a show through this first quarter for Giltner. He's already got a passing touchdown, a couple rushing touchdowns, and you know what, 13 seconds since his last uh, touchdown, has a scoop and score on the second play of the Blue Hill possession. Still 217 to go in the first quarter, 32 to 8. Giltner Hornets leading the Blue Hill Bobcats. So we're going to get another chance to see. If uh, if Carter Watson can put this one into the end zone, he got a healthy lead right now, and each time he's done a very good job. Whistle's blown, looks right to left, and now going to approach the ball. Everyone onside. Very good ball, and this one's not even going to have a chance. It is landing eight, nine yards into the end zone. Blue Hill has not had a chance on special teams so far through this ball game, but following a turnover, not just a turnover, but a turnover that put points on the board for Giltner, Blue Hill going to have to start moving that ball as they, they've done on a number of possessions. Just the last couple have been stuck very deep in their own territory. Yeah, and unfortunately in a game like this where, you know, it's going to be a lot of offense, the one thing you can't do is give the other team the ball. And, you know, Blue Blue Hill, I, it is 32-8, but, you know, in a game like this, you're going to have some time to recover, but you definitely can't put the ball on the ground too many more times. Very tight formation for Himmelberg, who's going to just run and follow everyone to the right, but it was a loaded box, and he's met right at the line of scrimmage, not going to pick up even a yard on the play, so Himmelberg stuffed, and on that one they had ends on both sides, and then two running backs sitting just to the the right in front and just to the right, uh, just to the left in front for Himmelberg, and he's actually going to come out for a play. So we'll see what kind of uh, 
what offense going to line up in exactly that same formation now at quarterback is Joe Mackin. See if they do snap it to him or a direct snap. Yep, they are going to snap it to him. He'll run to the left side, but everyone is stuffed right at the line. Nowhere to go, and there are six of the eight Hornets in on the tackle after a gain of one, third down and nine. Uh, Blue Hill being stuffed to begin this possession, but both plays have gone right up the middle. It looks like we're going to see Himmelberg run back out onto the field. They've thrown it well, just haven't been able to hook up with anyone so far through this first quarter. We'll see what kind of play we have as we uh, minute 15 to go in the first quarter. Third down and nine. They break the Bobcats break the huddle. Looks like it's going to be twins here to the near side. And we're actually going to get a timeout now for the Bobcats. And that's going to be a freezing Ford and Chevrolet timeout. If you're smiling while you're driving, freezing is the reason. With freezing Chevrolet and Sutton and freezing Ford and Aurora, freezing is where you need to go for that new car to get you to the game and back again. Check them out online at freezingchevy.com and freezingford.com this timeout. With 103 to go in the first quarter on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Your friendly Friesen Ford in Aurora is your destination for sales, service, and parts. Friesen Ford has the vehicle you want right on their lot with a wide variety of vehicles to choose from in their friendly sales staff to assist you in a low-pressure environment. Come experience the friendly Friesen Ford difference for yourself today in their state-of-the-art facility located 20 miles east of Grand Island, just off of I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com. For sales, service, parts, trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. The Breeze 94.5. Uh, let's look at a couple other scores really quickly. Over on Power 99, it's C2 number 4, Sutton leading C1. Carney Catholic 14 to nothing over on 1230 KHAS. It's York and Hastings tied up at 7 in the second quarter. Hamelberg back in at quarterback. Twins to both sides. Now motion coming right, left to right. Hamelberg going to roll to his right with a lot of pressure coming in. He'll turn it upfield himself past the past the. The original line of scrimmage, and he's going to spin out of a tackle out near the sticks. We'll see exactly where they spot him as he gets ganged up and tackled, but that looked like another great scramble by Hemmelberg almost right at that line. So we're going to see exactly how they put that ball down, and it's going to be another scramble first down for Hemmelberg, who on third down has been extremely successful in this first quarter. Yeah, I tell you what, that was an incredible play there by Hummelberg. It looked like he was going to get, he, he had a little bit of room towards the outside, but it looked like he was going to get about two yards, kind of spinned off a guy and then went beast mode for a little bit and got right to that marker. So now first down and 10 at the 25-yard line. Hummelberg in the backfield just to his left is Wademan. Motion coming right to left with Mackin. They won't hand it to him. A flag is down and Hummelberg's going to be tackled behind the line of scrimmage about five yards deep and they're going to blow this one dead going to say he was a uh, stop forward momentum at the 21 a flag on the play look as the motion was coming in there so possibly didn't get everyone set and that's exactly what they're going to call so we're going to see if they take this if, if they don't take it then it's second down and 14 if they do take it it's first down and 15 so do you want to gain a yard or let that play go ahead and take effect i think you're definitely going to want to take the down and have i mean one yard in this game that doesn't mean a whole lot so a lot of discussion going on as the uh white hat explains it to the hornets and blue hill already knows what play they're going to run coming out no matter where it's put down and looks like that is going to be declined so second down and 14 from the 21 
And now you wonder here if Blue Hill now has got to make a different play. Doesn't look like it, but you know, first and ten, second and four, first and fifteen, excuse me, and second and fourteen, you gotta change your mind. But looks like they're gonna stick with whatever they had called. So trips to the far side. Single receiver here to the near side is Jace Kula. Hamelberg will take that snap in shotgun. Looking to his right, still looking to his right. Good protection. Now he's got a guy over the middle. It's going to be picked off. Picked off across the middle by Lance McKay, who's breaking it off to the left side. He's going to run this one in. A pick six from 22, from 27 yards out is Lance McKay to put six more on the board for the Giltner Hornets. Yeah, and, you know, McKay kind of just jumped in right on that coverage and, uh, read that route very well and just kind of caught the ball went to the outside there wasn't a whole lot of guys there whenever there's an interception those tend to get returned pretty well just because of the uh it's not like you're ever scheming offensively for an interception to come so he made the most of that for sure mckay did a good job breaking on that ball on that crossing route and then just running it to the far side of the field where there was nobody around and back onto the field is Hendricks, who's going to take the snap follow all of his blockers walk into the end zone two more on the extra point eight total after the McKay pick six, and it's now 40 to eight, nine seconds to go in the first quarter. Blue Hill on top of Giltner on the breeze, 94.5, and online at platriverpreps.com. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need, offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck, sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. The Breeze 94.5. At the Platte River Preps scoreboard as here in Giltner, it's the Hornets leading the Bobcats of Blue Hill 40-8 to almost to the end of the first quarter. In Class C1, as we said, it's Adam Central leading Holdridge in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, C2 Sutton leading Kearney Catholic 14 to nothing. Central City and GICC, it is the Bison leading 8-7 to in the second quarter. First quarter, Aurora leading Fillmore Central 14 to nothing. Broken Bow and Gothenburg are tied in the first quarter. And we are, and it looks like Kozad leading Minden in the second quarter. And at halftime, it's number seven O'Neill leading, number seven Ord leading O'Neill 22 to nothing. All of those were Class C1 scores. Watson getting ready to put his boot into it again as we're near the end of the first quarter. Hornets on top 40 to nothing. Good high kickoff. This one's going to stay in bounds. And now we're going to see a muff dropping it at the seven yard line as Mack and he picks it up. A little room on the sideline. He'll take it back out. Just shy of the 15. Looks like they'll give him the line there. So Mackin does bring it out to the 15, which is where they've started every possession so far to start this game. And two seconds to go in the first quarter. Yeah, and that kick by Watson there just had a little bit different spin on it. Kind of allowed it to be returned. Now, I'll probably give myself a little bit too much credit here. But like I said, when when he finally did get a you know one of those balls returnable, it probably surprised him a little bit. And certainly the spin of the ball. Uh, wasn't exactly the easiest one to manage for a returner. but Good high kick there by Watson, and first and 15 upcoming for the Bobcats. Last two possessions have turned into a scoop and score on a pick six, but we'll see what happens here as Himmelberg takes the snap and shotgun, twins to the near side. He's looking to the near side, trying to find a guy on a crossing route. Now he'll throw it out into the flats for Wademan, who gets past the sticks, past the, uh, past the 20, and he'll dive forward right at the line to gain. We're going to see if they give them the first down, but either way, that's going to end the first quarter here in Giltner where the Hornets lead Blue Hill 40-8. to eight coming, or Second quarter coming up next here on The Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. I was raised in a little town eight miles southwest of here, and from my first day 
18 years ago, I loved working at Mary Lanning because of the people. My daily routine is I get in and see as many people as I can, see if there's anything special that they would need. It's just about being there. I graduated with a full ride scholarship to Colorado Art Institute in Denver, and I turned that down because I wanted to be a cowboy. The artwork that I do is very, very soothing for me and it just relaxes me and it lets me realize I've just been very blessed. My name is Ron Meyer. I'm a customer advocate for Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. The Breeze 94.5 about to start the second quarter here in Giltner where they lead Blue Hill 40 to 8. Going to be they're going to say that Blue Hill did not get that first down. So second down and inches. Hamelberg going to take the snap in shotgun. Some motion coming left to right. Not going to hand it off. Hamelberg going to run by himself to the left and he picks up the first down a little bit more tripped up. He'll be brought down at the 34-yard line. A nice pickup of about 9 yards and honestly I think Himmelberg was ready to take that one the distance had he not got tripped up and stumbled forward, forward for another five yards. Yeah, I got tripped up a little bit there. But you know what? For Blue Hill, the big thing right now is get, getting that first down. I don't know if that's their second or third of the game. But, you know, just, just see those chains moving, get a little bit more confidence, you know, get a little rhythm going offensively. That's the big thing right now for Blue Hill. And Blue Hill has moved the ball extremely well. Just had uh, a couple unfortunate plays on back-to-back possessions. But... Moving the ball well so far through the first quarter. Himmelberg taking that snap. We're going to run a speed option here to the near side. Makes that pitch pretty quick to Wademan, who's met pretty quick himself after a pickup of one. A flag comes in as the tackle is made. And where that flag is thrown, trying to see if that's a face mask or a hold on which side that's going to go. And they're going to say it's a block in the back on the Blue Hill Bobcat. So that gain of one on the speed option to the right is going to be negated and pushed back. Uh, going to bring up a first down and about where they're going to move that back from the spot and trying to see exactly how far they're going to count it back here. And we're going to go 5, 10, 15. Now they are inside at their 19-yard line, need to get to the 36 of uh, Giltner. So first down and 25 to go for the Bobcats. Trips to the far side. Himmelberg still in shotgun. Like we said, not a lot under center for Blue Hill. Pressure coming, going to throw a quick route out to the flats on the far side. That's Joe Mackin, who's got some blockers out front. He's to the 30, makes it, a, picking up a, a good chunk of change there for Blue Hill. It's a lot more manageable second down. You know, when Blue Hill's gotten the ball outside uh, to the outside of the defense, they've been able to move it a little bit. That's how uh, Hemmelberg got loose for that 55-yarder early. And right there, Mackin. Uh, Mackin. <laughs> got uh, about a pickup of 10-11 there. So when they can get that ball to the outside, they have a pretty nice little offense going. Second down and 14 from their own 30. A bunch trips to the near side. Motion now coming right to left with Mackin and flags coming in. And that's been a theme so far through this first half. And Blue Hill going to get backed up five more again because of that motion and illegal procedure. And right now that's that's actually been kind of an Achilles heel for Blue Hill as they've moved the ball. They've also moved back five yards a few times here in this first half. 
Yeah, you know, it's just it's just really tough on your playbook when you get in some of these situations, especially when you're already down a little bit. I suppose at the same time when you're down a uh, few touchdowns, you kind of got to go for some big plays regardless. So maybe it doesn't hurt him as much in this situation, but you certainly want to keep going forward as opposed to backwards. Second down and 14. Now second down and 19. Himmelberg going to take the snap and look short. No, he's going to pump fake. Now tries to throw a duck over the middle, and it's going to be picked off. That time, you guess it, it's Hendricks who's running to the far side inside the 15. Stiff arms a guy at the 10. Spin move at the 5, dragging defenders, and they're going to say he's into the end zone. A pick six for Hendricks, who's found another way to put points on the board for Giltner. And that play looked like it was broken as he tipped the pass at the 40 and then kind of just, just fell to him. Yeah, you know, it kind of kind of looked a little bit like that play earlier. We saw where Lyon got called for pass interference with obviously the tip being the exception. But uh, this guy had to come back for the ball a little bit because of the tip, not because uh, Himmelberg did anything wrong per se. And uh, Hendricks, again figuring out another way to score a touchdown now 10 43 to go that's three straight possessions for blue hill that have had turnovers that were returned for touchdowns lining up to go for two this time in at quarterback is going to be trevor linden who's going to follow everyone to the left side a bunch of tacklers in the backfield trying to die for that goal line and we'll see if he gets in they're going to say he does 48 to 8 10 43 to go here in the second quarter giltner leading blue hill on the breeze 94.5 and online at platriverpreps.com in giltner stop by and see your friendly insurance agents at robert shaw robert shaw insurance specializes in crop farm property casualty life and health for a free consultation stop by the giltner office or give them a call robert shaw insurance the breeze 94.5 eight to eight giltner Leading Blue Hill here on the Breeze 94.5 online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Caleb Henry alongside Christopher Langan. And it's uh, Henricks has been the name throughout this first half. He's got a passing touchdown, two rushing touchdowns. And he has also scored on a pick six. So uh, he's got a fumble there, too. Returned a fumble earlier as well. He did have a scoop and score. So, yeah, uh, he scored both ways on defense throughout this first half and now we're going to see Giltner line up to kick this this is the first time we're seeing him kick right to left and on the last one Mackin did muff it and did bring it out to the 15 we'll see what happens this time probably a little bit more ready to return a ball if Watson leaves it on the field of play instead of kicking it into the into the end zone as he's done uh well six times already throughout this ball game Whistleblown, Watson approaching the ball and going to be a laser going downfield. No chance at that one, and it'll come out to the 15. Yeah, you know, when you've got a good leg like that, it's kind of it's kind of risky when there's not an automatic touchdown to kick it on, or excuse me, automatic touchback. It'd certainly be risky if it was an automatic touchdown. Uh, <laughs> but when you kick it like that, kind of like a laser, though, uh, you know, if you just boot it in the end zone, that's all you got to do. There's no chance of return, and that's what he did there. So even though he didn't get a whole lot of depth on that kick, uh, he knew what he was doing. He knows his leg, and it worked out really well once again. So again, Blue Hill was moving the ball on their last possession, but it was a pick six for 40 yards returned by Hendricks. And now Himmelberg will have twins to both sides motion coming to the far side and the near side, and he's just going to throw it into the flats and picking up that ball is Joe Mackin with nowhere to go. They're going to say it's a loss of two on the play. So Mackin coming in motion and then catching the ball in the flats, just nowhere to go. A lot of speed 
with these Giltner Hornets once you do get to the outside, but that's where Blue Hill has thrived whenever they've gotten the ball out there into space. Yeah, and they kind of kind of got him to go back a little bit just a bit. Couldn't quite catch that uh, sideline there. So you can tell that's kind of what Blue Hill needs to do when they're going to pick up some of these big plays potentially down the road. Hamelberg getting everyone set up. They break the huddle. Twins both sides and pretty standard formation they've had with a lot of times bringing someone in motion. They're going to do that again coming right to left. Hamelberg now following everyone to the left side, and he's stuck after a couple yards and a couple guys falling on the pile. Decent run there for, for Himmelberg, just shy of the 20, but laying the wood to him as soon as he got out there. And Actually, that's a jersey number we don't even have written down over here. So, sorry, young man, we'll get your name as soon as we find it. <laughs> Looks like that was uh, Cole Consbrook who got in there for the tackle. We've got written down a different number for him, but we'll get that changed on all of our notes over here. Consbrook uh, making a stick and now third down and seven for Blue Hill. Himmelberg flanked in the backfield by Colton Wademan. Taking the snap, looking to the right side. A lot of pressure. Now he'll throw it to Wademan just past the line of scrimmage. He's going to make one guy miss at the first down marker. He's now past the 40, past the 35, and a flag at the end of the play. Going to see exactly what they're going to call there, but a nice pickup by Wademan who has some very good speed if he can get the ball in space. Yeah, absolutely. Ran a little screen uh, pattern there, which is a good idea when you've got a lot of pressure coming. Uh, worked out really well for them. Got got it right to them. Just hope this flag, if you're Blue Hill, uh, doesn't go your way. Well, they've, they've already moved those sticks, and they're going to say it's a horse collar on Giltner. Looking to see what they're going to, uh, to add to the end of this play. Moving the ball upfield. They were, did get it down to the 31 of Giltner, and this is going to put them way downfield. Now to the six, 17 yard line of Giltner. A nice pickup to get that, uh, get those yards and then pick up some more on the penalty. So, first down and 10 from the 17 yard line is Blue Hill moving the ball quite efficiently. Himmelberg will take the snap with trips to the near side. Now, motion coming right to left. This time they're not going to hand it off. Himmelberg moving up the middle of the field. Now he's going to run to the right. Got a couple guys trying to make tackles. He's in at the five and diving into the end zone. He's going to score. Himmelberg's going to go ahead and score on the play from 17 yards out to get Blue Hill back on the board. And I tell you what, you see flashes in this game where it's just hard to, you know, when you look up at the scoreboard, it's hard to see that it's 48-14 to because there are some plays where Blue Hill, uh, whether it's Himmelberg, whether it's Wademan, you know, they really uh, certainly have the athletes to compete with Giltner. So, you know, those three uh, turnovers thus far for Blue Hill have kind of made the score a little bit different than maybe uh, – you know, the game should have dictated. Well, you take away those three defensive touchdowns for Giltner, and that's already 24 points. And then all of a sudden you would have, you would be down 14 to 24 and uh, going for two on the play. So Himmelberg with twins to both sides, he'll take the snap looking to the right, bunch of pressure coming in. He'll just throw it into the end zone. He's actually got a guy coming across wide open, whether it was designed that way or it ended up Joe Mackin gets two points. So 16 points now on the board for Blue Hill, they trail 48-16 to in Giltner. 8.59 to go in the second quarter on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. At B&B Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12-month financing. So if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. 
So come on in today or tomorrow to B&B Carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go. The Breeze 94.5. The offenses in this game would uh, would be scoring. Giltner has scored 24 on offense. Blue Hill has scored 16, but the difference isn't 8. The difference is 32 because of 24 points scored on three defensive touchdowns by Giltner, and that's the difference, 48-16. to 16. Giltner leading Blue Hill here on the Breeze 94-5, 8.59 to go in the second quarter. Giltner getting ready to take over. Their offense actually hasn't been on the field for a long time because on the last their last three scores have all been on defense. Blue Hill had the pick six or had the scoop and score and then back-to-back pick sixes and now we're going to see Blue Hill's defense come out onto the field after this kickoff and this one's going to be caught at the one yard line returnable this ball is going to be returnable roadie line bringing it out past the 10 the 20 and now following a few guys and running out of bounds just shy of the 30 there is a flag on the far side of the field and that's usually someone getting a hold or a block in the back and look where they are just trying to watch the officials over there. They are going to say it's a block in the back. So a decent return. The first time uh, Lyon has had a chance to return the ball, he got just short of the 30, and they're going to back him up. So Giltner actually with uh, their worst starting field position is what we're going to see to start. Their uh, their offense hasn't been on the field since about midway through the uh, first quarter. Yeah, you know, when you whenever you see a flag on a kickoff, it's pretty rare for it to be on the team that's kicking. The only calls I can think of is they used to let the – players kind of get a head start i think they took that away at the professional level and illegal hands you know 10 yards on onside kick but with the exception of that you can be pretty assured that when there's a kickoff it's going to be on the returning team looks like a little different formation we're going to see for for giltner and double tight in there single receiver to the far side Hendricks going to follow all the blockers to the right side he's got some room stiff arms a guy five yards downfield a whole lot of room out in front of him he's at the 30 35 and now tripped out to the 36 yard line and that's a lot of speed and Hendricks is looking for more yeah Hendricks is really but both of these quarterbacks are really do a tremendous job of running the ball and you can kind of see not to take anything away from the rest of Giltner's players, I'm not saying that at all, but you can see why Hendricks has a majority of their carries on the season. He is just really dynamic with the ball in his hands. Going to run that same formation again. It's a it's a double tight single receiver to the far side, standing just to the left of uh, and motion actually coming right to left, and Hendricks is going to hand the ball off this time to Rody Lyon. Not a lot of room to go, a lot of east to west, but they are going to give him a gain of seven on the play now in blue hill territory at their 37 you know one thing there's not a lot of positives of turning it over three times but you know normally you think hey at least our defense hasn't been on the field for a while but unfortunately at this level uh those guys have been on offense the whole time so very uh it's hard to be very optimistic right now with any uh source with the exception of the fact that you did just score if you're blue hill and now we're gonna see Hendricks. Motion coming right to left for him again. This time he'll hand the ball off to Linden with a lot of room out in front. He's stiffing arm, stiff-arming a guy who's able to bring him down, though, at the 25. I think that's the first time we've seen a defender who's been taking a stiff arm actually make the tackle on the play. So well done there for Blue Hill, but another first and 10 for Giltner continuing to move the ball. Blue Hill's defense, yes, has given up uh, touchdowns um, on each one of the possessions. Hasn't been on the field, but as you were saying, Chris, because limited numbers a lot of those guys playing both ways right now we're going to see a war of attrition because Giltner does have a few more subs down on the field same formation now for Hendricks 
lined up in the double tight motion coming right to left with Lyon and quick option to the right and Hendricks immediately going to pitch the ball to Linden who's going to run out of bounds after a gain of four on the play. Good pressure that time coming from the Bobcats but very good reaction time by Hendricks. Yeah, you know, uh, Gilner right now, they're doing a lot of things with their offense that kind of you see normally by teams who, you know, want to pass the ball, getting all kinds of guys in motion, but they're really using it uh, for their running game right now. And on that, those last two plays for Linden, especially the one where he gained 12, uh, it was kind of wide open. And a lot of that's just you got so many guys, you know, you got so many guys to deal with with motion that you don't really know exactly where that ball is going to go. Linden flanking. Hendricks in the backfield motion coming immediately before the play as they were in the double tight and it was the left the left end that made the movement before the play so from second and six going to be backing it up to about second and 11 coming here now under eight minutes to go in the first half but Giltner to, to lose five yards they've five yards is almost nothing for their offense so far through the first part of this year as we talked with coach Bartos before the game he said that he wanted to run the ball a lot more that's exactly what they're doing right now but you know, they've thrown the ball extremely well all season and here tonight as well. Hendricks, again, going to be in that shotgun. Linden next to him. This time they are going to throw the ball. Hendricks looking deep over the middle and getting tackled before the ball can get there. That's going to be a pass interference. And actually, if you're trying to make up for a play, Lance McKay was the guy who got the false start on the play before. He was trying to run under the ball. He drew the pass interference, so... He had them move back five. He's going to help them pick up a few more yards on the play. That's making up for a mistake. Yeah, you know, one thing I'll say about Blue Hill defensively, I can't really blame their coach there. You know, if you're uh, keeping track at home, Giltner's ran about 15 straight run plays. They had one pass mixed in there. You're down 32. You got a second and 11. You know, why not sell out for the run? You know, worst thing that happens is they get one just like that. And, you know, Himmelberg did a good job. I'm sure he was up there playing the run just like everybody else and you know if you can't if, if the guy's going to catch it just take him down with you why not exactly what you're taught if you're beaten they're going to score just take them down live to play another down and Hendricks in shotgun pretty much running the same possession or running the same formation and now he's going to move back and he's hit as he throws and making a one-handed grab no they're going to say he's out the back of the end zone uh, great throw there by Hendricks even better catch trying to see who was down there looked like Tanner Roth what a one-handed grab in the back of the end zone, but just couldn't get a foot down. As uh, and nope, trying to see some of those numbers that get bunched up. That was Rody Lyon again. Fantastic athlete, great hands going to the back of the end zone. Just went a little bit too far, so incomplete pass. But I'll tell you what, if you got film of that catch, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, and that's one even if it's incomplete, you throw it on your film regardless. <laughs> Hendricks again going to take the snap. We'll see another pass play. This time it's a screen and through the hands, not going to be picked off. That one went right to the Blue Hill defender. So we've got a third down and 10 upcoming from the 13-yard line. But that was kind of an ill-advised pass that time by Hendricks. We haven't seen many mistakes for him through this first half. and We're under seven and a half to go. But on the screenplay, missed his guy by a few yards. Yeah, you know, when you are when you got the lead by that much, that's kind of it, – it's tough with the screenplay, but – you know, a lot of times you just got to try to throw it at somebody's feet when you get into a situation like that because you don't want to just take it or sit on the ball because you're going to be sacked for about 20-yard loss. But, yeah, you're right exactly. It was a tough throw to make. Third down and 10. Hendricks scrambling to the left side, going to put this one near the flag, and they're going to say he's in. What a grab on the sideline. Hard to see from where we were, but Trevor Linden keeping his feet in bounds from, six, uh, from 13 yards out. And that's going to be a Hendricks passing touchdown to Linden to put six more on the board. 
Yeah, you're right. Kind of got him right into that corner of the end zone. Uh, it's one of those when you're a receiver, you, you don't – I mean, some guys really like it because it's considered a prime-time play because you're going to have to drag your feet a little bit. It's going to be some tight coverage, but he was on the run, rolling to his left, and, uh, you know, made a really nice throw and maybe even a little bit of a better catch uh, by Trevor Linden there, really helping out his quarterback. That's a couple good catches we saw on that possession, but the one that counts is Linden getting into the end zone. So Hendricks now going to run the ball on the two-point conversion, and he'll get in. And they will extend this lead now. It is 56-16 to 16 here in Giltner as the Hornets lead Blue Hill. 7-18 to go in the first half on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. For all your furniture and flooring needs, stop at Blue Hill Furniture. In business since 1889, Blue Hill Furniture has the stability, selection, and quality of larger stores to go with friendly service and competitive prices. Top brand names, too. If you're looking for a single piece or an entire room, Blue Hill Furniture will take care of you. Better Buys in Blue Hill, located at 501 West Gage. For your convenience, they accept Visa and MasterCard. Blue Hill Furniture proudly supports Blue Hill Athletics and Academics. Breeze 94.5. Let's take a look at the, some of the C2 scores on the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. At the half, it's Wood River leading Centura 12-7. In the second quarter, St. Paul leads Gibbon 20 to nothing. Also in the second quarter, it's tied Southern Valley and Hershey at 6. Donovan Trumbull leads Sandy Creek 24 to nothing. And we're still waiting on a uh, superior St. Cecilia score. If you have that, use the hashtag NEBPreps or go ahead and let all the guys no, with the Ruts and Rivals scoreboard show, we'll have all of those coming up on 1230 KHAS and Power 99 immediately following the game's recaps from all of the Platte River Radio group of stations. Games, a high kick going back. This one definitely returnable. Making the catch is Joe Mackin, who runs out to the 20, makes a guy miss at the 25. He's past the 30, past the 40, and now going to be run out of bounds at the 33 or 32-yard line of Giltner. Plenty of life. For the Blue Hill Bobcats, Mackin that time very much taking advantage of getting the ball in his hands. Yeah, and that's one thing. Uh, you know, we talked about a little bit about Blue Hill getting on the outside a little bit on their offensive uh, plays. Well, one way you can do that, regardless, without even having to call plays on a kickoff return, you did a good job kind of breaking it in at the originally and then kind of cutting back to the outside and getting it to the uh, Blue Hill side of the field for their first uh, first possession here. Excuse me, the first possession after the Giltner score. So that's one where, and we've seen this, is the Blue Hill players can get into space. They've got the speed to make some plays, just haven't been able to get there. And Now it is Himmelberg in shotgun. Motion coming right to left for him. Not going to hand it and snap it. Now he'll throw it to the near side. Flags coming in. And again, we're seeing a number of flags on, and they're going to call it again for the motion against Blue Hill. That's, uh, well, that's four or five times now through this first half that as they've put guys in motion, have have had multiple guys moving when they snap the ball, so that means a flag comes in. So after the nice return to start the to start their possession here, after Magan made a great run, now it's going to be first and fifteen from the thirty-six of Giltner. And I don't know how concerned either of these teams are with field position per se, but certainly the down and distance is very important for Blue Hill, just so they can keep uh, their drive sustaining and going. So, you know, you want to try to pick up at least 8-9 here if you're Blue Hill, which they've had a lot of their plays have just been chunk yardage or, you know, gains of one or two. So it's a tough position for them. Motion again coming right to left. This time Himmelberger won't hand it off, and he's going to run up the middle, pick up a four, and now he's getting stuck and shoved back. They'll blow it dead on the stopped progress. So he'll pick up a – well, 
I said pickup of four because I looked down where the original line of scrimmage was. It's actually a pickup of nine because of the penalty on the play before. So Hamelberg fakes the jet sweep, runs up the middle himself for nine, and a lot more manageable second down, second and seven upcoming. Yeah, exactly. Just as I was saying, uh, <laughs> I kind of called him out for it, but right there they did a great job of getting back into a very manageable second down here. And now, you know, you can you can afford right here to have three, four yards or, you know, even one or two, and you're still in a pretty good position, especially when you're in four-down territory at this point in the game. Twins both ways for, for Himmelberg. He'll throw it into the flats, and he's going to overshoot his receiver, Wademan. That one went out of bounds, and honestly, if Wademan catches that, you've got a couple of Hornets right on that line of scrimmage. He would have caught it about two yards deep. Not a lot of room to go. Would have had to make guys miss immediately, but as it stands, it's going to be a third down and seven. Yeah, you know, overall, you're probably better off there. Just, you know, not that you'd ever drop a ball. He did overthrow him, but, and another thing, keeps the clock moving, too, if you stay in bounds, which at this point, I mean, you need as much clock as you possibly can if you're Blue Hill. Definitely a game that Blue Hills put up points throughout this uh, season. Giltner's put up points throughout this season. A lot of ball game left, even though the difference right now is 40 points. So much ball game left that uh, by the time halftime, third quarter roll around, anything could happen. Trips to the near side for Himmelberg, and he's going to roll to the right. That's the near side. Pressure coming in. He's hit once, and he throws the ball as he's getting tackled, trying to see if there was a receiver in the vicinity. The flag's going to come down, making the big hit in the backfield. And that's our uh, that's our man there. That's Cole Consbrook who came back, and it looked like Himmelberg was going to escape. And as Consbrook got there, grabbed the jersey, and then as he was pulling him down, Himmelberg just kind of threw it. But I didn't see a receiver within about 20, 25 yards of him. And that's exactly what they're going to call intentional grounding on. Uh, and that's going to be a loss of down as well as what the the call is for intentional grounding. So we're going to get a fourth down on the play, and they're going to lose a few yards. Is Blue Hill. You know, that's one of those. Hemmelberg had a guy. He, I, I'm, When I say he had a guy, I mean, he saw a guy come open, but it was way to the other side of the field, and it was going to have to be a, just an incredible 45-yard throw. And he kind of stopped his feet to try to set up and throw that ball over there. And, you know, he got a couple guys on him, and he was starting to go down. And at that point, he was already going to be sacked for a loss of about six or seven. So why not just flip it out there? I mean, you never know. Maybe he won't call it. You know, one of those deals. So Hard to make a, t- hard to make a throw as you're getting tackled. And Consbrook doing a great job of bringing pressure on the quarterback so far in this ball game. Fourth down and 12 from the 29-yard line. Trips to the near side. Probably going to have motion before we snap it. And go figure. One of the times I say it, they don't do pressure. Sending a lot of guys deep. Himmelberg dancing around in the backfield. Pressure again coming from Consbrook, who forces him back into the middle, and a big sack coming in from Dakin Wilson. Consbrook forces Himmelberg back to the middle, and it's Wilson on the sack to bring up a first down turnover on downs, and Giltner will take over on their own 32-yard line. And, you know, that's a, that's one I kind of like to call a coverage sack because, you know, you can't really blame Blue Hill's offensive line too much. They're not that Giltner didn't create a little bit of pressure, but he had some time to throw. It's just the coverage downfield for Giltner was so good. So it, it was just one of those you kind of the defensive backfield never gets, you know, a sack credited to him. But that was one there where you kind of have to watch the game to see it. It's not going to show up in the box score, but certainly give the secondary of Giltner a lot of credit there. And when you're in a fourth down and long and going for it, they know you're going to throw the ball. But now Giltner taking over on first and 10. Heinrichs or Hendricks going to hand the ball off to Lyon on the jet sweep. And he's following a blocker way downfield. They're, uh, they're going to say he was down about five yards behind where he thought he went out. So Hendricks going to run looks like or uh excuse me Hendricks handed the ball off to Lyon who is now going to bring up a second down just short of the sticks 
but in Blue Hill territory at the 39. And, you know, that was one of those... Uh, 34, excuse me. That was me. one of those jet sweeps where he comes in front of them. So I think those are probably quarterback's favorite plays because actually when you shuffle past that forward, you get credited for a forward pass. <laughs> so you get nine yards and really all you're doing is handing the ball off. I know uh, Alex Smith for Kansas City had a lot of yards just doing that to Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs the last couple of years. And Patrick Mahomes taking advantage of that this year. Now the snap is going to come to Henricks, who's going to just run up the middle now around to the right side. He's at the 20, 10, and into the end zone. Another rushing touchdown for Hendricks. This one from 34 yards out to put some more points on the board for the Hornets. And again, you know, Hendricks kind of started that play right up the middle, just kind of get you that first down. It's probably what they were thinking if you were a Giltner, but... You know, when you have a player like Hendricks, you can have a play that's schemed for two or three yard gain and he'll take it for about 32 and a score. So it's got to be really nice if you're Coach Bartos to have that guy on your side. Hendricks having a, a heck of a ball game and he, he's had a really good season, as we said, about 277 yards rushing through the first four games over 1,100 yards passing. And those numbers are definitely going to be inflated following this ball game, the way he has uh, he's run the ball, thrown the ball extremely well. Now 62 to 16, waiting on the extra point for the Hornets. Looks like Blue Hill's got a guy at about their 20-yard line getting worked on a little bit. And that's uh, hard to see just because the, the way they're bent over. Can't really see who it is over there. They're going to run a guy, another guy in to replace him, going to get some water. So we'll actually step away for 30 seconds here, and when we come back, we'll have the extra point here on The Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Breeze 94.5. Mackin for the Blue Hill Bobcats, able to walk off on his own, getting some water, so we'll keep an eye on that. But the extra point coming up for Giltner and going to see Hendricks just run the ball up the middle himself, hit right as he gets to the goal line, but he'll get in. So that'll extend the lead to 64-16. to Giltner leading Blue Hill, 540 to go in the second quarter here on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. This is Eric Lichty, the branch manager of Giltner State Bank, a branch of Henderson State Bank, member FDIC. I would like to invite you to stop into our new location just off of the Giltner Spur. Come meet our friendly staff and visit with us about our products and services. We have a hometown-friendly atmosphere that will make your banking experience pleasant. We specialize in agricultural loans as well as your personal loan needs. We're an equal housing lender. Come in and see what we can do for you. The Breeze 94.5. It is 64 to 16 here in Giltner as the Hornets lead the Bobcats of Blue Hill in the second quarter. 5.40 to go, and let's look at a few other scores in Class D2. As we said, it's Giltner leading Blue Hill. We're also waiting on Axtell and Franklin and Bertrand and Selma Murna. Use the hashtag NEBPreps on Twitter, and we'll go ahead and get those scores added to our scoreboard, which, you know what? You can access that anytime by going to PlatteRiverPreps.com. In the second quarter, it's Pleasanton leading Elwood 23-6 at the half. Kennesaw leading Lawrence Nelson 34-6. Watson here for the Hornets, ready to get his boot into it again. He'll kick it high, and it looks like this one's going to be returnable for Wademan. He picks it up just outside his goal line. He'll run past the 10 and 
hit once he gets to the 15, making a couple guys miss, but now he's going to be drugged down. So they'll give him the 15 on the forward progress, and Blue Hill coming back out for another possession in this ball game. And um, as we were talking a little bit ago, Chris, up until that last uh, Giltner possession, I, I believe Giltner only had, uh, what, uh, 60, 80 more yards of total offense just because of the defensive scores and having a lot better field position. Giltner has uh, the lead, a healthy lead right now, but Blue Hill's offense has really kept them in the game outside of those defensive touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. If you eliminate those defensive scores, you know, you're looking at a minus 24, you're looking at a 40 to 16 game. And, you know, obviously if you eliminate those scores, maybe Blue Hill gets extra downs. Maybe they score a couple there. So maybe obviously Giltner scores some points, but Blue Hill... As it stands, first and 10 from the 15. The snap coming back to Hilberg is going to go over his head, and he's going to run and just dive on it inside his own five. So a little bit of a miscue to start the possession coming out of the uh, the touchdown. Second down, and, well, the old cliche is a short cab ride, maybe a, maybe a little bus fare, but second down, and they're inside their own five, need to get out to the 25. So we'll call it 23 is what they have on the scoreboard. I'm going to trust them. Their, bat, their math is a lot better than ours, Chris. And now way down on that other side of the field, going to have twins both sides. Himmelberg still in the shotgun. Motion coming left to right. This time they're not going to hand it off. Himmelberg will run up the middle, hit at the line of scrimmage, makes one guy miss. Now he's going to be drugged down by a whole bunch of tacklers. Nice gain to bring it out just shy of the 15-yard line. So as we've said, Chris, they, a lot of times Blue Hill has been getting into some some awkward yardage situations, but bringing up now a, a third down, and we'll call it 12 on the play. That's a lot more manageable than 23. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, they've had a – I mean, there has been some of the most awkward yardage situations for Blue Hill. There has not been a lot of second and sixes. Really, there hasn't even been a ton of first and tens, if you're being honest about it, with the exception of the first play. But a lot of times, you know, you're looking right back at first and 15, first and 20, and you've had some second and 23s just like that, and you've had some third and 25s. And, you know, that's where uh, Himmelberg has had some of his good plays on plays right here, third and 12. Himmelberg, almost a Johnny Manziel, Texas A&M type quarterback, the way he's been able to scramble. And now he's going to step back to pass, has a guy open on the other side, but making a great step in an interception, tackled immediately. That's going to be Dane Hendricks, who gets another pick on the play. And now Giltner will take over on the 26th of Blue Hill. <laughs> you know, if I'm being honest, there's really not a whole lot to say there. There's just, you know, Dane Hendricks again going up and making a phenomenal play. Uh, and again, he's right back out there to play quarterback. And if actually on the kickoff, he ran down there and he was the one who stopped Blue Hill inside the 22. So, you know, you can't really say enough about that young man. Now under four to go here in the first half. Giltner waiting to get the call. They, they are one of the teams that gets the call from the sideline. And Coach Bartos, everyone checks their wristband, even the linemen. Then they'll go ahead and know exactly how they need to line up. Double tight. You've got Hendricks in the backfield with Wilson. This time we're going to see Hendricks run to the left, turn it up himself instead of pitching the ball to Wilson. He'll gain, we'll call it two yards on the play, second down and eight. Yeah, and you know, Blue Hill, again, they're not giving up at all. They're, they're still playing hard. And, you know, Giltner still, still got, for the most part, most of their guys out there. Obviously, Hendricks is still in there, so... It's not like they're just, you know, sitting down on them and, you know, letting them stuff them intentionally. I mean, Blue Hill is still earning, you know, every stop they get defensively. If we go back to that interception, Himmelberg had a great, uh, threw a great ball, just probably could have been to the sideline a little bit more. But Hendricks, with his size and athleticism, just stepped in and made the interception on second down and eight. We're going to see Hendricks 
in shotgun, flanked to his right by Wilson. He'll hand it off to Wilson this time, who's grabbed in the backfield immediately and spun down as soon as he picked up as soon as he took the handoff jace kula was in the backfield and honestly it didn't matter if it went to wilson or if Hendricks hung on to it because kula was back there so quickly flying in just off of the end unblocked and that's it wasn't even quite like it was a blitz but kula as fast as he got in that backfield he was hitting whoever had the ball third down and 12 now from the 27 yeah, and like we've talked about a little bit, Blue Hill, they've got some athletes on the field. It's hard to look up at the scoreboard sometimes and, you know, believe what you're seeing, but that's what turnovers will do to you. But Kula right there, you know, showed phenomenal athleticism, stuff in that run. Twins to the near side. Hendricks going to go back to pass. This time he'll throw it down and overshoots his man. That time he was looking for Rody Lyon again, who beat everyone downfield. Had he caught it, he was already in the end zone. Fantastic ball by Hendricks. Just, you know what, a little bit too much shoulder strength to get it down there. Yeah, that's one of those when you you know you get the ball downfield like that. You, what you don't want to do is you just don't want to underthrow it. And you know it's it's nice to complete those, but if if you're Hendricks, you know you can go in the film room. Really, all you can say after that one is you know, hey, I shouldn't have put quite as much mustard on it. But I'd rather have that problem as a quarterback than you know undershoot a guy and turn the ball over to Blue Hill, which is really the only way they can get back in this game at this point. Twins to the near side for Hendricks. He will take the snap, rolling to the right. He's going to have Lyon downfield. He'll put this one to the sideline, and there's going to be a whole lot of contact, but they're going to say everyone was going for the ball. Hard to see. The officials had a lot better angle on it than we had there, but great defense going up and knocking the ball away is J.C. Himmelberg for the Bobcats, and that's going to be a turnover on downs, and now first and 10 for the Bobcats. You know, that's one of those, if you're a defender, it's just good timing. You know what I mean? It's just... Right, right, and I mean, you'd have to get a microscope kind of to see how close it was, but just about maybe, maybe you know, a tenth of a second before he caught it, he made contact, but no official is going to be able to see that that well. So let's just go ahead and say really good defense by Himmelberg there. And that's exactly what it was. We've talked about both of these quarterbacks as impact players. They both made, both got touchdowns, both made great plays in the secondary. Now first and ten for the Bobcats. We're going to see Himmelberg take the snap and shotgun looking to his left, staring down a receiver, and he's going to throw this one over the right and to a group of receivers. Catch going to be made there by McLean Seaman at the 33-yard line of Giltner. A flag did come in, and I'm not sure if that was a pick play or what happened, but the way that ball came out of Himmelberg's hand, it looked like it slipped and wasn't even going where he was looking. Yeah, that was a really nice play by Seaman there, kind of going up and mossing it, as the kids say these days. I mean, he kind of really went up there and Looks like the flag, too, is on Giltner, so that play's going to stand and a little bit more. So we've seen uh, Blue Hill make their first connection on a deep pass. Definitely going to stand as there was uh, the holding on the Giltner secondary. A really good play, and we, we've seen both teams have plenty of guys open downfield. Just have had, uh, there's been a couple interceptions. Great defensive plays, tipping the ball away on that one. Despite the hold, Blue Hill moving the ball, going to have a first and ten at the 33-yard line of Giltner, going to get a huddle. Coming up on two minutes to go in the first half, but Blue Hill's offense, despite the turnovers, four turnovers here in the first half, and that'll do do it to you, even whether you're a 1-3 a and three team or a 3-1 and one team, turnovers hurt, and now we're going to see Himmelberg take the snap and shotgun, follow everyone to the left side. No, he's going to cut back to the right because there's a little bit more room. Makes one guy miss at the 20. Now he's going to run by himself into the end zone on a broken play where Himmelberg was designed to run to the left. He sprinted back to the right, made a guy miss at the sticks, and then ran it in himself from 33 yards out. So Himmelberg gets the Bobcats back on the board. Yeah, and again, you know, Himmelberg, the, the best play they've had 
if you're Blue Hill thus far has been Hemmelberg, just call something for him and doesn't matter what the scheme for the play was, doesn't matter what you put up in the marker board before the game, uh, he's going to find a way eventually to get it, you know, get yourself in a really positive situation, just like we saw there with a 30-plus yard score. Lining up to go for two, Himmelberg with twins to both sides. We've seen neither team try to kick an extra point. Now Himmelberg going to have a whole lot of pressure coming in. He's scrambling to the left. Got it. Someone's got his shirt. He's diving for the pylon and not going to get quite enough in there as Dakin Wilson brought the pressure. So that's the first extra point that doesn't go in for either team. It's 64-22. to 22. Giltner leading Blue Hill, 148 to go in the second quarter here on the Breeze, 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We're the UK for Superstore. Alex Superstore. Shopping centered around you, you, you. One stop shop that gives you more. Shopping centered around you, you, you. We're the UK for Superstore. Breeze 94.5. 4-22, Giltner leading Blue Hill here in Giltner and almost a halftime. So make sure you stick around for the Allen Superstore halftime show. Going to have a, a few stats as I've seen Chris frantically tallying everything over here and a uh, little bit different. It's his first game coming up here doing color, doing stats as well. So we're going to get as uh, as much accuracy as we can into these unofficial stats, but we'll pass those along. And a whole bunch of scores and break down these teams going into the second half on that Allen Superstore halftime show. Still a minute 48 to go, and Giltner ready to come bring their offense back out onto the field, ready to put his boot into it, is Joe Mackin. And he does just that great high flying kick just a yard into the end zone. That was a beautiful kick to where I guess, you know what, if they wanted to line up and kick a field goal from probably the, the 25 or the 30, that might make it through the uprights. Yeah, you know, definitely I think you, you kick one from, you know, the 20, you, you're not going to get that running start, but I think even from the 20, you probably could kick that thing through. So, again, we've talked about uh, sometimes you see an eight-man, you know, the kickers aren't exceptional. No offense to all the eight-man, you know, teams out there, but right here you've got two guys who really can boot it. And that's a that's a weapon. If you get to eight man, and you you can have a kicker who can put it in there. As we've said throughout the game, there's only been two or three balls returned on kickoff. But as it stands, Giltner first and ten from their own 15. Hendricks again at shotgun. This time he's going to hand the ball off to his left to Rody Lyon, who's hit for a one yard loss. Blue Hill really laying their ears back late in this half to try to stop the bleeding right now with the points is. We're now under a minute and a half to go in the first half. Get to halftime, get those adjustments, catch your breath, come out in the second half ready to go. Giltner with the ball. A little confusion for Blue Hill, who only rushes two. Ball quickly out into the flats to Lyon, who's just going to dance instead of running out of bounds or running upfield. Going to be stopped four yards shy of the first down, third down, and four to go. But Lyon had a chance to get out of bounds and stop that clock. They still have three timeouts. Blue Hill down to two timeouts. Quickly to the line is Giltner. Minute to go in the first half. Twins both sides for Hendricks. Looking to the left, he'll find his guy who drops it immediately. Great, great uh, defense there by McLean Seaman, who broke up the pass intended for Lance McKay. Uh, fourth down and four. Giltner, and just because you you leave everyone on the field, it's hard to tell if someone's going for it or if they're punting it. But with this lead, I would expect Giltner to go ahead and go for it. Just four yards. 
for the line to gain. Pressure coming, and it was a hard count. Definitely a hard count there. That's why you leave everyone in. And, you know, I think it's hard to pick on which guy went for Blue Hill because it was three or four of them, and that's going to be a first down for Giltner as the ball comes out to the 27-yard line. We're now down to 55 seconds to go in the first half. Giltner, the way they have moved the ball on offense, and they're getting the uh, the play from the sideline, and Coach Bartos definitely a scorable opportunity here. They can score quickly, 55 seconds. Now we're going to see Hendricks take the snap, rolling around to the right, throwing it underneath, making the catch there. It's going to be Dakin Wilson, who's immediately knocked out of bounds just past the 30, so we're going to call it the 32-yard line for a second down and six upcoming. Yeah, you know, uh, Blue Hill there had a nice little amount of pressure there. Maybe if they can force a turnover here by Giltner, they can back, back in this thing. Giltner going to throw the ball again underneath. This time making the catch there is Carter Wilson, who stopped immediately pickup of a yard, third down and, well, we'll call it two yards, third down and four now, 18 seconds to go in the first half. Giltner trying to run plays really quickly. Hendricks takes a snap, rolling to the right, going to have a, a go route coming. He puts the ball up for Lyons, who is going to try to run under the ball, and he won't be able to quite get there. Seven seconds to go in the first half. That's another one, Chris, that we talked about. Some of these receivers, the further downfield they get, they start kind of looking back for the ball instead of just running under it. And I honestly believe had Lyon continued to run, he'd have got under that ball and put six more points on the board yeah, for Giltner. and right there, you know, Lyon's got a ton of speed. There's not going to be a whole lot of guys who can cover him. Uh, Hendricks right there just tremendous through put it up in the air about 49 50 51 yards there so uh he's really showing off his talent in full form today should be the last play of the half and we're going to see Hendricks put this one downfield making the catch is lying at Get the out. 30 and he'll just run out of bounds one second on the clock and we're going to call that a very nice use of time we're not going to say that uh hometown slow finger to get the the clock to run out for this half but we'll get one more time or one more play here as the first half is almost over, getting the play from the sideline. When you do run out of bounds, don't quite got to hurry as much to get up to the, the line of scrimmage. Hendricks with twins to the near side. Lyon by himself to the far side. They'll just throw it to Lyon really quick at the line of scrimmage, and he's going to run upfield, and he'll just run out of bounds. That's going to bring it up to halftime as Giltner leads Blue Hill 64-22. to Plenty to come on the Allen Superstore halftime show. We're going to have stats. We're going to have a breakdown. Uh, give you a recap of how we got to the 64-22 to score here on The Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Todd's Body and Glass in Aurora is your collision repair specialist, is proud to support the Giltner Hornets. Play well and be proud from Todd's Body and Glass. I'm from Hastings, Nebraska. I've been here several generations. My grandmother was the youngest of 11, and she was the first of those 11 to be born here at Mary Lanning. Both of my parents were born at Mary Lanning, as was my brother and I. So, yeah, Mary Lanning's always been very important to our family. I went off to medical school, and I discovered my passion for surgery. And when a couple of the surgeons here in town retired, I was able to come home and bring my family. I've always loved Hastings. These are the people that helped raise me as a small community. It's, it's your family, it's your friends, it's your neighbors and having such supportive people around you just makes your life more meaningful. I'm very proud to be able to take care of people here. I'm Shelly Ferris, General Surgeon with Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. 
JSGK Catering in Giltner has catered everywhere from cornfields to wedding receptions. Give us a try at your next occasion. Stephen Kathy Hozier and Gail Rath wish the Giltner athletes the best of luck. For more info about JSGK Catering, call 402-849-2244. The Breeze 94.5. Welcome into the Allen Superstore Halftime Show. Get more for your dollar when you shop at locally owned Allen Superstore. It's the You Get More Superstore, West 2nd Street in Hastings. It's halftime in Giltner where the Hornets lead the Bobcats of Blue Hill 64-22. So let's see how we got right here. So it started out with a game. Giltner deferred. Blue Hill decided to receive, but it was Giltner getting on the bo- getting on the board first on a Dane Hendricks to Rody Lyon, 33-yard pitch and catch, and that just got the scoring going, not just for Giltner, but for quarterback Hendricks. And on the uh, on their next possession, it was or on the very next possession for Blue Hill, they tied it up at eight as J.C. Himmelberg ran a one-yard quarterback sneak immediately after a 55-yard scramble on third and 16. So it looked like we were going to get a whole bunch of points uh, put up on the board by both teams, and then it was a 19-yard quarterback sprint by Dane Hendricks. He also ran in from two yards, had an eight-yard scoop and score on the second play of the next possession, and then on a uh, there was a 27-yard pick six by Lance McCoy, and that ended the first quarter at a score of 40-8 to eight with Giltner leading. And then it was Dane Hendricks had himself a pick six, so he scored a, a couple times on defense there. It was a 40-yard pick six, and then it was a uh, Blue Hill getting back on the board with a J.C. Himmelberg run to bring it to 48-16, to 16, and then... It was Hendricks to Trevor Linden from 13 yards out, a Hendricks run from 34 yards out, and then a 33-yard Himmelberg run from Blue Hill to cap the scoring at the halftime mark, and it's 64-22. to We are here at halftime in Giltner, still compiling some stats. We're going to look at some scores as well, but it's been all, uh, all Hendricks, who himself has one, two, three, as we're just counting up here, four, five, six, He's been part of seven touchdowns, two of those through the air. So it's been the Dane Hendricks show throughout this first half, and Giltner really loving being at home, and they, they had a, a win the first week of the season, dropped a few, and then now 64-22, to 22, we are at halftime in Giltner. Plenty more to come here on the Allen Superstore Halftime Show. We are here on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Centered around you, you, you. One stop shop that gives you more. Shopping centered around you, you, you. Whether you get more, Superstore. Alex. Superstore. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The Breeze 94.5. It is the Breeze 94.5, and just because we're in the booth, we can't quite feel what breeze is going on, but it is a chilly one. We are down to 45 degrees in Giltner 
as the Hornets are leading Blue Hill 64-22. to Let's look at some scores going on around the area. We'll start in Class A. It's Millard West leading Kearney at the half, 28-6. That's over on ESPN Tri-Cities, 14-60. Grand Island leading Omaha Bryant at the half, 56-7. In Class B, over on 1230 KHAS, it's the third quarter. York leading Hastings, 34-7. At the half, it's Grand Island Northwest leading Beatrice, 35 to nothing in C1. Adam Central leads Holdridge 27 to 7 in the third quarter on ESPN Tri Cities 15:50 over on Power 99. It's C2 number four Sutton leading C1 Carney Catholic 22 to nothing. That's in the third quarter at the half. GICC leads Central City 17 to 15. GICC playing up a class from C2. Aurora leads Fillmore Central at the half 43 to nothing. Gothenburg over Broken Bow 21 to 7 at the half in the third quarter. Cozad leads Minden 7 to nothing. And in the fourth quarter, Ord is leading O'Neill 29-0. Moving over to C2, it's Wood River leading Centura in the third quarter, 12-10. St. Paul all over given at the half, 35-0. Hershey leads Southern Valley 12-6 in the third quarter. At halftime, it's Donovan Trumbull leading Sandy Creek. Looking at D1 on some of the scores that we've got here, it's Arcadia Loop City leading Ansley Litchfield 44-30. BDS, and that's at, that game is at the half. BDS leads Tri-County 16-6 at the half. Alma leads Hitchcock County 16-0. That game in the second quarter. The rest of these in D1 are at the half. It's Shelton trailing Ravenna 30-14. South Loop leading Elm Creek 13-0. And Burwell leading Amherst 28-0 in D2. As we said here in Giltner, it's the Hornets leading Blue Hill 64-22. This game on the Breeze 94-5. At the half, it's Bertrand leading in Selma Myrna 38-8. Pleasanton leading Elwood 43-6 at the break. Kennesaw leading Lawrence Nelson 34-6 at halftime. And in the second quarter, it's Mullen leading Medicine Valley 28-20. We're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to have some stats here on the Allen Superstore Halftime Show on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Get more than you expect at Furniture Direct. Feeling like you need to go out of town for the best value on your new furniture? Why waste your time when you can shop Furniture Direct in Hastings? Furniture Direct has everyday low prices on top name brands like Ashley, Beautyrest, and Catnapper. Plus, get more than what you expect with express delivery, no interest financing, and friendly hometown service. Why drive when you can get more than you expect? Furniture Direct, behind Sonic on South Burlington in Hastings. The Breeze 94.5. I apologize to our six-man friends. I didn't scroll down on our page, and you can find all of these scores anytime at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Let's look at some six-man scores before we get to the stats from Chris Lang, and it was Santee over Elba 66-31. Red Cloud defeated Hampton 68-13. In the second quarter, it's McCool Junction leading Deschler 28-16 at the half. Wilcox Hildreth has a lead on Silver Creek 63-12. Also at the half, Eustace Farnham leading Maywood Hayes Center 53 to nothing. So now let's go ahead and take a, a look at the Friesen Ford and Chevrolet halftime stats. If you're smiling while you're driving, Friesen is the reason. With Friesen Chevrolet and Sutton and Friesen Ford and Aurora, Friesen is where you need to go for that new car to get you to the game and back again. Check them out online at FriesenChevy.com as well as FriesenFord.com. These are the Friesen Ford and Chevrolet halftime stats. Mr. Chris Langan, 
What do you have for us? Well, first off, the obvious point, we got a 64-22 game. Giltner is winning. Uh, teams today, Giltner is 8-for-8 eight eight on their two-point conversions. Blue Hill is 2-for-3. As far as some total yardage stats, Giltner has 297. Blue Hill actually has 203. So you're talking about a difference of less than 100 yards, even though the score dictates a 38-point, uh, or excuse me, a 42-point contest. For Giltner, Dane Heinrichs is 12-19, of 19, passing for 119 yards and two scores. Henricks, excuse me, Dane Henricks. Sorry, hopefully I'll get that right by the end of this. Uh, <laughs> rushing the ball, they've got 178 yards as well. Henricks has seven attempts, 103 yards, three scores. Trevor Linden, five attempts, 32 yards. And Roddy Lyon has four attempts for Roddy Lyon has four attempts for 44 yards. There we go, intern uh, Chris. We're going to get the ball. this. Rody Lyon has eight receptions for 77 and a score. Trevor Linden a reception for 14 and a score. And Carter Watson has three catches for 22 yards. Defensively, they've forced four turnovers. Dane Henricks has three of them, two interceptions, a fumble, and he scored on two of those. And Lance McKay has a 22-yard interception return touchdown. For Blue Hill, it's been a lot of J.C. Hemmelberg. He was 7 of 15 for 75 yards, unfortunately had those three interceptions. And on the ground, he had 16 attempts for 128 yards and three scores. Colton Wadman had two catches, Wademan, excuse me, had two catches for 41 yards. And Seaman had a one catch for 21 yards, that really nice catch across the middle. So that's kind of your stats for the first half. points Caleb when you look at a difference as, as you said there's less than 100 yards uh, difference in the total yards that tells you that Blue Hills offense is moving the ball on pace with Giltner's obviously a little bit behind just because that's about a 90 yard difference between them but the big difference in this game has been the turnovers you go into half Blue Hill uh, coach coffee He's obviously saying we need to clean up the turnovers, need to not have as many illegal motions going into the second half, but how much does he really need to make adjustments on offense? Well, you know, it, it's interesting, like you said that, because they don't really have a choice because of the uh, deficit they're facing, unfortunately, so they're going to have to keep trying to force some things. They might turn over the ball a few more times, but that's what you got to do to try to, you know, get back in this game a little bit. But, you know, like you said, I mean, overall, hard to make too many adjustments, uh, you know, you just kind of want to reiterate, hey, you know, don't, let's not give up on this thing. We've got 22 points on the board. Uh, we get, you know, maybe maybe we somehow force four. Really all 42-point lead going into the second half, and your offense has moved the ball extremely well. Defense has played extremely well, scored three defensive touchdowns, which that alone tells you that your defense is not only putting themselves in a position to get the turnover, but putting themselves in a position just because of the athletes they have on both sides of the ball to score off of those turnovers. How much does Giltner need to adjust, if anything? Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, I don't know if there is a whole lot of adjusting now. Obviously, um, you gave up 22 points, but one thing you could say if you're Giltner is, well, they had the ball quite a bit just because, you know, when we intercepted them, we, you know, we didn't give our offense any time to take some time off of the clock. So, you know, if you're Giltner, I can't imagine, with the exception of, you know, maybe one thing they're saying is, hey, whenever Hemmelberg's getting free on the outside, he's kind of beating us a little bit. That's kind of something you want to shore up regardless of the score 
Um, but, but, I mean, besides that, Giltner really, especially with how they've played defensively this year, this has really been a terrific showing. And, again, the three scores on defense have actually outscored them on defense. Then uh, They've had more points on defense than Blue Hill has had on offense. And we, as we talked with both coaches before the game, Coach Bartos said that they wanted to run the ball. They've done that extremely well through the first quarter or through the first half. Um, their Achilles heel, though, has been Himmelberg for the Bobcats. Obviously, uh, Coach Coffey is going to want to keep that ball, keep the ball in the hands of Himmelberg, which is pretty easy when he's your quarterback, going to get the ball um, to start every play unless they do some kind of direct snap trickeration. But what does Coach Coffey need to do to get the ball to Himmelberg more? Is it is it just more designed runs? Is it getting him out on the on the with uh, some rollout passes? What does Blue Hill need to do offensively? Because like you said, they've moved the ball well, not that far behind in total yards. Yeah, you know, one thing is it's, it's really been interesting because it's hard to coach because a lot of the plays that Himmelberg's really gotten loose on, I don't know if they were, you know, tailored towards that type of play. You know what I mean? So it, it's one of those things. I think one thing, if you're Blue Hill, that you definitely have seen work a little bit this, thus far in the first half is, you know, getting things to the outside. Let's not, you know, Giltner's got some, got some size, you know, defensively, they've got some big linemen. So one thing you want to do, and they've obviously got a lot of athletes, but I still think your better chance is kind of getting to the outside with either Mackin or Hemmelberg and, you know, giving yourself a chance to make some, because with, with the way the score is, you've got to get points fast. You can't, you know, it, not, I'm not saying you wouldn't take it, but you don't want to have 13 play, you know, 80 yard drives where, you know, you're taking six, seven minutes off the clock, and it'll be even more than that when you have the running clock. So the big thing for them right now is to try to pick up, you know, as much chunk yardage as possible. And like you reiterated at the beginning, um, that might come. You might have to turn over the ball a few times, unfortunately, but that's the risk you have to take when you're in a position like they are right now. Well, we'll see the adjustments that Coach Coffey and Coach Bartos make. When we start the second half, we've been listening to the Allen Superstore halftime show. Get more for your dollar when you shop at locally owned Allen Superstore. You get more Superstore, West 2nd Street in Hastings. It is 64 to 22, second half. Coming up next from Giltner in one minute on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We're the Centered around you, you, you. One stop shop that gives you more. Shopping centered around you, you, you. Where do you get more? Superstore Alex. Superstore. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need. Offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck sports teams from the South Central State Bank. Member FDIC. Todd's Body and Glass in Aurora is your collision repair specialist. Is proud to support the Giltner Hornets. Play well and be proud from Todd's Body and Glass. The Breeze 94.5. Caleb Henry alongside Mr. Christopher Langan here in the booth in Giltner where the Hornets are leading 64-22 to on visitors from Blue Hill. We gave a bunch of scores at halftime and want to let you know that you're a, if you are at another game and would love to get the score updates, call or text those updates to 308-646-0506. We'd love to get all of those score updates. We'll add them to our live scoreboard at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And then, of course, all of those scores coming up after the games on Power 99 and 1230 KHAS, 
With the Rets and Rivals scoreboard show, Jeff Babel, the whole gang. This time, that gang does not include Christopher, as he's here with me in Giltner. Chris, through one half, what do you think so far, being in the booth? Hey, I, you know, a little bit of struggle pronouncing some of these names. <laughs> you know, a little bit different at times, but, you know, it's about what I expected. So, few few ups and downs, but, you know, we're getting through it pretty well. Chris, uh, what is this, a 12th year senior at UNK? Yep. Yep. <laughs> something like that. So, something, something along there. Happy to have you along. Get all of that intern experience as much as we can. And you know what, Chris? You've done great through the first two quarters. Let's see what the second two quarters bring. Kickoff is deep into the end zone. So Giltner will start the second half. As they deferred to start the game, they'll get the ball to start the second half. They will get it first and 10 from their own 15. And again, like we've been talking about, you know, great kickoffs this whole game by both teams. Both kickers have done an excellent job. Whether it's Carter Watson or uh, we've seen, uh, I believe Joe Mackin, Mackin kicking, kicking off. Yeah, both those for guys the have a tremendous job uh, kicking the ball. Good legs have not skipped leg day, and we're about to start the second half. We will have a running clock because it's more than that 35. And at quarterback Hendricks still in, moving a bunch of guys around. Maybe a little confusion coming out to start the half. Going to take the snap, looking to the right, making a nice stop on a dime is Rody Lyon, who picks up, looks like he's going to get past the first down, but that was a nice little just quick comeback route, made the catch, nobody around him, so he turns it upfield, going to pick up a nice first down on the 12-yard, 13-yard game to start the half. And, you know, when you have that running clock, one thing that's interesting is you don't really have to worry about, you know, running the ball and keeping it, you know, out, you know, keeping in bounds. You just throw an incomplete pass, and, heck, the clock's going to keep running, so... Giltner certainly has both the pass and the run option here in the second half. We know Bartos would very much, Coach Bartos would very much prefer completions. We're going to see a handoff this time going to the far side and got wrapped up immediately in the backfield was Lance McKay. So a loss of, as they move those sticks back, a loss of five on the play, second down and 15 upcoming for Giltner. And on that play, there's just so much pressure in the backfield. Blue Hill knows they need to get the ball back. They need to get the ball back in a hurry. So they're bringing pressure as much as possible to start this half. That's one of the adjustments we're sure that Coach Coffey was talking at halftime. Again, it's going to be Hendricks in shotgun, moving his running back to just to his left. Kind of surprised the snap got there. And as it does, they're, they're going to blow it dead, and a flag comes in. That's one of the first times we've seen Giltner really called for a legal motion. Yeah, we've seen it happen a few times on Blue Hill, and, you know, it's kind of tough with uh, some of the styles of offense running when you got guys in motion. you got a lot of things you kind of got to understand uh, offensively. It's not just, you know, simple, hey, we're going to go up in 11 personnel and, you know, hike the ball and go from there. We're going to get another timeout. This is a freezing Ford and Chevrolet timeout. If you're smiling while you're driving, freezing is the reason with freezing Chevrolet and Sutton and freezing Ford and Aurora. Freezing is where you need to go for that new car to get you to the game and back again. Check them out online at freezingchevy.com and freezingford.com. This is a freezing Ford and Chevrolet timeout with 10:39 to go in the third quarter. It's still 64 Giltner, 22 Blue Hill on the breeze, 94.5, and online at platriverpreps.com. Your friendly Friesen Ford in Aurora is your destination for sales, service, and parts. Friesen Ford has the vehicle you want right on their lot with a wide variety of vehicles to choose from and their friendly sales staff to assist you in a low-pressure environment. Come experience the friendly Friesen Ford difference for yourself today in their state-of-the-art facility located 20 miles east of Grand Island, just off of I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com. For sales, service, parts, trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. 
Out of the timeout, Hendricks going to run a play action. He's got Lyon downfield, puts this one up. A lot of time to run under it. Lyon catches it at the 30, and he'll be tackled out at the 27. So that time, Hendricks put enough air under it for Lyon to run run under it, and that's going to be a pickup of just under 40 yards is what it looks like going across there, and a nice big pickup for Giltner airing it out this time. Yeah, and that's Lyon's 10th catch on the game already, and kind of like you talked about a little bit earlier, uh, guys kind of get that ball, they see that nine route, they're kind of looking at the ball coming down, and they kind of stop running. Well, right there, Lyon did a great job of, you know, continuing his route, and obviously Heinrichs put the ball in a, Hendricks put the ball in a perfect position for him to continue doing that. Lyon, the only receiver out wide, Hendricks in the shotgun. Now Lyon's going to come right to left for a motion, and now... Hendricks going to hand the ball off this time to Lance McKay, who runs up to the line of scrimmage. Now he'll break it out to the right and running out of bounds, shy of the 22, but there is a flag coming in on the play. Going to be holding on Giltner, so that's going to back him up. Yeah, you know, if you're Giltner right now, I don't know how important field position is for you in terms of it's more just important to you know, keep the ball, keep the ball in your hands and keep yourself getting first down. So it might not seem like a big deal that they, you know, get that holding call and have to move back. But now, you know, if you're Blue Hill, you're at least looking at getting the ball back a little bit quicker when they have to go 20 yards just to get a first down. And as we are in the second half, clock continuing to run because it is a more than 35-point game. They'll back them up just shy of the 40-yard line, still in Blue Hill territory. Hendricks in shotgun, Lyon alone as the receiver, going to be a quick option to the far side, going to be McKay taking the pitch immediately, and he's going to be running out to the 30, ball pops out before he's tackled, and they're going to say that's a turnover, first turnover of the game against the Hornets, and Blue Hill going to take over at their own 31-yard line. And you know, we talked about it at the break, that was the one thing Blue Hill had to do, they had to be aggressive, they had to kind of go for some strips, and sometimes when you do that, uh, when you get two into the strip, guys kind of can get some more yardage, and, you know, it's a little bit more riskier. But on the flip side, you get the ball back, and, you know, when you're down like they are, the most important thing for them is taking those risks. And, you know, sometimes that pays off, and now they've got the ball, and they're looking, you know, to cut this thing to a 34-point game if they score with a two-point conversion, and that takes you off of the uh, accelerated clock. So this could be a huge possession for Blue Hill's hopes. That was a great stick at the end of that play, and now Blue Hill first and 10 from their own 31. Hamelberg still in at quarterback. Now he's going to hand it off and uh, kind of a tough mesh there as he hands it off to Wademan, who's hit immediately in the backfield by Will Fosnock, who gets the three-yard tackle for loss on the play. So a kind of a slow-developing play as we went to see Wademan and Himmelberg trying to come together on that one, but it was going to be Wademan who's going to get credit for a loss of three. Tough mesh in the backfield, Fosnock flying through and getting the tackle for loss. Yeah, Wademan's already had one earlier where he lost six yards. But, you know, when you have plays like that, it's not necessarily, you know, you, it's not like you take the ball and you start running backwards. Just the pressure got there so quick. Going to be McLean Seaman at quarterback, and he's going to drop the ball as soon as it gets to him. Tries to pick it up and run. Diving, there's going to be a pile on it. I think Giltner's got it. And jumping up with the ball, coming over to the sideline, Trenton Thompson getting the fumble recovery at the 23-yard line of Blue Hill, and that ball looked like uh, Seaman was a little bit surprised as a snap got to him in shotgun, and then rather than dive on the ball, tried to pick it up and run with it, and it was going to be Trenton Thompson making the fumble recovery for the Hornets, fifth turnover of the ball game for yeah, Blue Hill. We, we kind of talk a little bit about kind of the desperation Blue Hill's in right now, and 
I mean, when you talk about maximum desperation, it's when you fumble the own ball and you fill the need that you still have to pick up that ball and gain yardage to stay in the game. And now we're going to see a quick play coming out past a Rhodey Lion taken down inside the 14, just shy of the first down pickup of nine. Giltner coming out ready to continue and see their uh, their offense tick as it has throughout this ball game. Yeah, and for Lyon there, that's his 11th catch of the game. So, you know, talked to the coach beforehand. He talked about, Coach Bartos did, about how uh, where Lyon ranks kind of in uh, D8 football, and he's certainly one of the better ones in the class. Going to see a snap, and now the scramble this time for Hendricks up the middle. He Great block downfield by Lyon, and Hendricks is going to scamper in from 14 yards out. Another rushing touchdown and points on the board for the Hornets. Yeah, and once again, kind of the old story, uh, Hendricks gets in there for another rushing score, so that's his fourth now on the ground. He's already got a couple through the air, I believe, and you add that in with his two he's had on defense, that's eight for him. Clock continuing to run now, uh, six and a half to go in the third quarter, waiting to get the two-point conversion for the Hornets. Now up 70-22. to 22. As you said, Hen- Hendricks has found all kinds of ways to score. They've continued to get him the ball. and it's, Once you score off turnovers, that's the, the way to do it. Now Hendricks going to follow. Student body left, going to be hit right before the goal line. They're going to say he didn't get in. So two-point conversion, no good. 70-22, to 22, six and a half to go in the third quarter. Giltner leading Blue Hill on the breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. In Giltner, stop by and see your friendly insurance agents at Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw Insurance specializes in crop, farm, property, casualty, life, and health. For a free consultation, stop by the Giltner office or give them a call. Robert Shaw Insurance. The Breeze 94.5. Six and a half to go in the third quarter on another touchdown run by Dane Hendricks for the Giltner Hornets and it's seven as we said it's 70 to 22 here um looking forward that that's now Giltner did have a turnover had their first turnover of the ball game on their uh the previous possession before they went and scored uh but then got it right back on a uh Trenton Thompson fumble recovery so scoring just after a couple plays we've seen the ball aired out seen a number of runs for Giltner and now we're going to see Blue Hill who was moving the ball and uh, they had that fumble to, to start the second half here. Um, we'll see what they come out with this time as they had McLean Seaman in at quarterback on that one. We'll see what Coach Coffey does for offense and who's the signal caller. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. You know, uh, Again, that was just a huge possession that Blue Hill kind of potentially had there to at least cut that running clock down. But unfortunately, they kind of gave it away uh, right after that. And, you know, Giltner, credit them. They've done a great job this game of forcing turnovers. Watson gets another good boot into it. Going to go six yards deep into the end zone, and we'll see who comes out as the signal caller for the Bobcats because through that first half, it was Himmelberg doing all of the scoring for Blue Hill. This last possession, Seaman was in at quarterback. Wouldn't be surprised to see Seaman continue to get snaps in the ballgame. Plenty of experience to go around uh, for Blue Hill. Got some youth, got some numbers coming up. Looks like back there in quarterback is now going to actually be Joe Mackin, kind of a diamond in front of him, two two ends. He's going to run a student body right, kind of hit right at the line of scrimmage, whole bunch of bodies flying in there, a pickup of one for Mackin. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of wonder what they're doing with Hemmelberg. You know, you might just kind of with the way the game is, you might just want to kind of 
you know, get him out of there and get some guys some experience for down the road when you're playing, give them a little bit different formations to work on. Cause you know, when you don't have that many players, you maybe don't get to work on things as much in practice as you'd like to. So, you know, it never hurts to get some new personnel in there and see what they can do. Huddled up for a while, getting the play call. Still going to be Mackin at quarterback. Same formation. Almost looks like they've, as they've got the two up backs just in front of him. He's taking the snap. Now it's a student body left. A little bit more room, but that closes quickly. Rody Lyon coming in for the tackle at the 20-yard line. Third down and five upcoming for Blue Hill. Went student body right, student body left. Uh, Blue Hill working on getting the running game going to start the second half. Yeah, kind of out of directions to go now, but it kind of reminds me of the Wildcat a little bit, the way that formation set up, kind of got two blockers, and I think everybody kind of knows at this point that, you know, when Mackin's back there, it's probably going to be a run, but I, I'm kind of interested to see if there's one where they kind of, you know, run to the left, and next thing you know, one of those ends uh, veers out there and kind of gets himself open for a little jump pass or something along those lines, so it'll be interesting to see. Same formation, Mackin in at quarterback, and there's a lot of movement coming up. There was a couple Hornets went across the line, but we also saw the end for Blue Hill go. Going to be interesting if they go encroachment or false start because it's going to be either a really close to a first down. It's going to be a third down and long, seeing the way that they call this. And they're going to call it against the Giltner Hornets. So seeing where that five yards moves up, looks like it's going to be a third down and we'll call it maybe half a football left over on that sideline, but a lot more manageable third down than it was just a minute ago thanks to the hard count. Mackin continuing to stay in there at quarterback. His upbacks just in front of him are Wademan and Zimmerman. Mackin takes a snap, student body right. He gets hit in the backfield, manages to go forward for another couple of yards, though, and he'll be tackled at the 28-yard line. Nice pickup there by Mackin, and yeah, it is student body right, left, middle. They're just going to continue to pound the ball with Mackin and see what they can pick up. And you know, one thing when you've got a rush-heavy offense, uh, I know UNK does this a lot, but kind of got a little bit of an option game. When you've got an offense that's run-heavy, whether it's Army and college football, whether it's Navy, uh, Georgia Tech, you name it, one thing that's really key, as long as you're going forward, as long as you're getting two, three yards, as a matter of fact, you get three yards every play, you'll never come off the field because, you know, if you get four downs, it's 12 yards, you're always going to get a first down. This time, Mackin's going to run the ball right up the middle. He's hit at the line of scrimmage, but does go forward to pick up four yards on the play. So exactly as you were saying, Chris, just going to keep plugging that ball, uh, plugging those yardage, keep going forward, and second down and six upcoming. Yeah, and, you know, Mackin only had two carries in the first half, so they say, hey, let's get you four carries right in a row here to start the second half. And, you know, gotten some positive yards, got yourself a first down, and we'll see what they come out here uh, in this formation. This time at the very back end is going to be Wademan as the almost featured back in this Wildcat slash Diamond formation. He'll run the ball to the right. He sees, a hole, sees nowhere to go, and he's going to try to dance back to the left. Instead, it's going to be a loss of two on the play with Wademan that time getting the carry, third down and eight. Yeah, you know, right there, Wademan kind of saw that hole in the right, kind of closed down on him. And one thing I think that was kind of tough for him to adjust to, not not generally a huge ball carry. He's got two catches this game, so he lines up as a receiver quite a bit. Uh, when he hit that hole, he kind of wanted to reverse backfield, reverse backfield to the other way and kind of had trouble getting that ball. You know, he couldn't decide what he wanted to do with it, if he wanted to change hands with it, and it was kind of a tough exchange. So that's kind of part of the reason he didn't have anywhere to go after that. Wademan again in there as the 
featured back. He'll take the ball to the left, going to dance back around to the right. He'll pick up those two yards again, but now it's going to be a fourth down and six from their own 32-yard line. That's going to be the way their offense is run here, just kind of keeping the ball in some running backs' hands, student body right, left, up the middle, picking up what they can. The last two um, with Wademan, not quite as successful as they had been on the previous three runs with Mackin back there, but going to line up in a punt formation. Back to kick the ball is going to be Joe Mackin. He'll get this one away. A nice high, tight spiral. Dakin Wilson running back. He'll actually try to pick it up. It's one hand on, and it's going to roll back to the 10. He'll dive on it, and that will be Giltner coming out for another possession. First and 10 from their own 11-yard line as that ball was almost disaster and a special teams, almost a touchdown for Blue Hill if you hadn't seen Dakin Wilson get his mitts back on the ball as he dove on it to retain possession. Yeah, and like you said, kind of a high punt, kind of tough to track down. And, you know, he didn't kick it right at him. He kicked him to the left of him a little bit, and he had to kind of go back forward and kind of try to play the ball. He let it bounce once, and then he said, hey, I'm, I'm back here. I might as well try to pick this up and do something with it, but uh, muffed it a little bit, and then he was just lucky to get back on it. minute and a half to go in the third quarter, and at quarterback is now Lance McKay, and they're just going to run student body to the left. He makes a stiff arm and but he's drugged down in the backfield. Actually looks like the ball popped out, picked up by another Giltner player well behind the line of scrimmage. But as uh, as McKay was running forward, he got spun, and as he was spinning, the ball popped out. Now it looks like they're going to be inside their own five down at the three-yard line. Yeah, and, you know, both teams kind of running. Now they don't have that diamond. They've got, you know, both their backs in line with the quarterback. But like you said, it just looks like that student body formation or student body play, excuse me, where you're kind of just running the ball and take all your blockers there. And, you know, there's not really any, not really trying to trick anybody with it. Still Lance McKay in at quarterback. Some motion coming left to right. And actually, as that motion's coming, the ball hits the, uh, the receiver in motion and they're just going to dive on it. So a couple miscues there that you bring the motion left to right, whether it's for the jet sweep. It actually had, had that receiver grabbed the ball it would have looked like a great direct snap but that wasn't the play that was drawn up yeah and you know these guys they're kind of playing different positions so you got to give them some credit i mean you've got guys out there right now who you know maybe they're used to playing a z type position or halfback or quarterback or whatever it may be and they're having to try to you know manage these different positions you know sometimes your time is going to be a little off lance mckay going to take the snap in his own end zone he'll run to the left got a little bit of room past the original line of scrimmage dancing around carrying some guys towards the sticks going to be brought down just shy of the 20-yard line. So we will have third down when we come back for the fourth quarter. It is 70-22, Giltner leading Blue Hill on the breeze, 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Ron's Pharmacy is your Health Mart pharmacy in Blue Hill with complete pharmacy service, including mail-out service. Ron's Pharmacy also has school supplies, American greeting cards, Russell Stover's candies, and Timex watches. You can trust and depend on Ron's Pharmacy because they've been serving you for more than 40 years. Ron's Pharmacy proudly supports academics and athletics in Blue Hill and wishes all the athletes and coaches good luck. Ron's Pharmacy, your Blue Hill Health Mart Pharmacy. The Breeze 94.5. And that was my mistake before we went to uh, the quarter there. One quarter remaining here in Giltner. Caleb Henry alongside Christopher Langan. It's going to be a fourth down and short for the Hornets. Both teams still huddled up between the quarters. And make sure you stick around after the game. We've got the New West 
post-game show. Going to give you all of the final stats as best we've uh, we've tallied them over here. Also going to give a, a recap of the score, uh, all the scoring throughout this game. And we'll also check on a few scores before we get to that scoreboard show that's going to follow the games over on Power 99 and 1230 KHAS. Fourth down and two now for the Hornets inside their own 20. Looks like they're at the 19-yard line. Still with Lance McKay in at quarterback. Twins to both sides. Hard count. Both teams have been really good at that, but nobody goes this time. And now McKay is going to get hit as he throws, and he'll find a receiver. That's going to be Dakin Wilson, who makes the pickup out to the 26-yard line to move the chains for the Hornets. Yeah, you know, really good job there by McKay to look, uh, see that crossing pattern and, you know, hit his guy right there. And, you know, I have no problem with that. I mean, I, I get I get the circumstances of the game. But, you know, McKay, you know, he's going to be a quarterback probably in the future. Try to get him some time out there and let him work on the stuff he's doing in practice. And he had a guy right in his face, hit as he threw. Great find for Wilson to pick up the sticks now. Wilson going to move left to right. They'll hand it off to him. He makes a guy miss. And big, good spin move. One yard downfield. Now he's past the 40, past the 30. It's a foot race. Is he going to be tackled? And, yes, he'll be down at the 15-yard line. 14-yard line is where they're going to spot him there. But Wilson, with that motion to the far side, broke a tackle and then spun back to the near side to run down inside the 15 of Blue Hill. Yeah, you know, Wilson there, he was kind of reversing fields, and he really made that uh... – where you take the football and you reverse hands with it, he made that look incredibly natural. That was just a really nice move there by Wilson overall. So Wilson getting his mitts on the ball for a couple straight plays, and Giltner now inside the 15 of Blue Hill. You've still got in the backfield Lance McKay at quarterback. Wilson coming in motion again. This time McKay's going to keep it and run to the left side. He's got blockers out in front of him inside the five. He gets hit as he goes into the end zone. That's going to be points on the board, but there is a flag that came in, and we're going to see if that flag will negate the touchdown for Lance McKay, who ran it in from 14 yards out. And, yep, it's going to be a holding on Giltner, and that will negate the touchdown. So they'll bring that back out. Instead of being a McKay touchdown, it'll be a replay first down and lose a couple yards on the play. And, you know, Giltner's still with McKay in there. You know, they're still still moving the ball, still not, you know, I, I get the circumstances of the game, but, you know, you got to get these guys practice the whole week. I'm sure McKay, I mean, who doesn't want to play quarterbacks? So when you put him in there, you might as well give him the plays that, you know, he's been running in practice because you never know. Uh, you know, Obviously, you never want somebody to get injured, but you never know when that could happen to you and your season could change just like that. And you want to make sure that guy is prepared for it. McKay with Wilson coming in motion. He'll flip it forward to him, but that's going to be a pickup of two on the play. So McKay will actually get a couple passing yards that time. He is stepping in at quarterback for Hendricks McKay playing extremely well here in this possession yeah and you know uh Giltner who was only I mean not that it's necessarily bad but for their standards they were only 12 of 19 passing the ball so they've got six straight completions here in the second half so kind of getting that completion percentage more accustomed to what they've uh, been doing the whole season getting the call from the sideline checking their wrists and now McKay going to line up twins both sides and that's been a pretty standard lineup Wilson coming motion left to right he'll now wheel around going to be a quick Option to the right side. Pitch to Wilson, who dances back inside. Makes one guy miss. He'll be tackled by a whole bunch of Bobcats, though. We'll call it a pickup of one on the play for Wilson, and that's a lot of uh, lot of east and west there. A couple, uh, I see one Hornet kind of hobbling from that pile coming out of there. We'll try to keep an eye on what's going on over there. That looks like it's Jacob Smith a little banged up, and he's going to stay in the ball game from everything we can see over here. Getting the call from the sideline. McKay 
has done extremely well. He's been very accurate, has run the ball well. Twins again, both sides, taking the snap, dropping back, pressure coming. He's hit as he throws, finds a guy out near the sideline on this near side. And that looks like the catch was Tanner Roth to bring the ball down to the five-yard line. Going to be fourth down and one, just under nine minutes to go in the ballgame. And again, you call it, you know, that pressure was coming uh, towards his blind side a little bit, and he kind of he felt it a little bit. He got rid of it just in time and took the hit and, you know, st- uh, stood in there and still put a good amount of velocity on the throw to complete that near the chains. McKay, for not getting any uh, playing time for the first part of this ball game has played extremely well because sometimes it's hard to come in as the backup quarterback and make plays make throws right away but he's done exactly that fourth down and one mckay going to take the snap and run immediately to the left side dancing back and forth we're going to see where they spot this one just from looking at where the line judge is it looks like it's either going to be a measurement or they got it and they put that ball down on the ground blue hill players are clapping and it looks like it's going to be a turnover on down so the bobcats make a stand on fourth down and they'll take over inside their own five yeah and right there kind of that play they had designed kind of just looked like you know what they've been doing the whole game with their two-point conversions uh i think they kind of wanted to go up the middle with it had to kind of bounce to the left into blue hills credit uh they took it away from where what they wanted to do with that offensively and uh stuffed them here in a game you know with the circumstances that it is i mean they're still out there playing hard giving an extremely good effort out there and that's what you want to see game gets gets laid into it now under eight minutes to go in the ball game big fourth down essentially a goal line stand for blue hill now at quarterback trying to figure out where guys need to get lined up in in at quarterback is going to be mclean seaman there is a flag comes in trying to see how many guys they uh they had all in the backfield and that's going to be another illegal procedure on the bobcat so half the distance to the goal first down and 10 first down and 11 that one's almost negligible as you're trying to get guys in and out of the ball game to get some experience. Yeah, and they've had a few of those, but like you said, I mean, when it's one like that late in the game, uh, different circumstances, uh, you got so many guys in there. Seaman will take the snap and pitch it almost immediately to Wademan running to the left side. He's going to pick up five, now past the sticks, ten. He's going to go out to the 19-yard line, so a quick play to get out of their own end zone are the Bobcats. First and ten from the 19 upcoming. And I'm sure that Wademan feels happy for once to not have uh, you know, a bunch of Giltner Hornets in front of him. Uh, earlier in the game, you know, that he had a couple rushes where he had some defen- uh, defensive linemen in his head right away when he got the ball. That time he had a little bit of space, and you kind of got to see what he can do with the ball as he picked up about 13-14 there. Wademan with a good run coming out of their own goal line. It's still Seaman in at quarterback. He's going to look to the left. He'll pitch it to Wademan again, who puts the ball on the ground, and Seaman's going to jump on it. At their, so it's going to be a loss of, we'll call it four on the play, back to their own 15. On the pitch play from Seaman to Wademan, it just went, looked like Wademan saw the pressure coming if he was uh, going to have to make a move, going to take a hit, so he put it on the dirt, but Seaman doing a great job jumping on the ball. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, you get in there, and you know, he's not the starting quarterback, so he, he's not getting all of those reps in practice, but you know what, you make a mistake, you kind of fumble the ball, and it was a pitch, I mean, those aren't exactly the easiest plays in the world, it's not like handing it off, so he did a good job, recognized what he did, and he went back and jumped on the ball, and you know, kept possession in Blue Hill's hands. Good reaction time back there. Seaman in shotgun with Wademan just to his left. Going to hand it off to Wademan, who's running up the middle. He'll make one guy miss. He's going to run it to the outside. He's now past the sticks, past the 40. It's a foot race. He's past the 30, 20. No one's going to catch him. He's too fast for everyone. And Wademan into the end zone. 
from 56 yards out. Putting points on the board now for Blue Hill. Under six minutes to go. They are not done in this one, despite where the score difference is. Wademan with a great run. Yeah, and after Wade, Wademan had three, his first three carries of the game went for negative 11 yards. So I think he's going to feel a little bit better in the morning when he can see that his last two went for 13 and 56. So, you know, that, that just goes to show you the when you see the running back have numbers, it's not necessarily all on him. It's offensive line plays, a lot of it. And now they're going to run it in, and the two-point conversion is good. So it is 70-30, to 30, Giltner leading Blue Hill, just under six minutes to go in the ballgame here on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Thramers Food Center is located in downtown Blue Hill. At Thramers, they take pride in their fresh meat produce and their fast-friendly hometown service. Stop in for their daily lunch specials, some home fried chicken, or any of their delicious deli items. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 to 5.30. Good luck, Bobcats, from Tim and Deb and the crew at Thramers Food Center in Blue Hill. The Breeze 94.5. I think I didn't quite get a... Colton Wademan, all of the yardage he earned on that play, it was 61 yards out. He got off a, uh, a yard marker, and you know what? This is the this is a second eight-man game I've been at, so trying to do a little bit of math with the 40 and not the 50 out there. Chris giving me the correction uh, in, during that time out there. So 61-yard touchdown run by Colton Wademan. Now 70-30. to 30. Giltner leading Blue Hill. Blue Hill here on the breeze, 94-5. Waiting to see Joe Mackin put his boot into it. He's done Extremely well through this game. He's a southpaw, getting that left foot into it. Back deep for Giltner. They're waiting to get a chance to return it. Not even going to get close to a chance. This one now goes nine yards deep, almost out the back of the end zone. Giltner ready to bring that offense back out onto the field, who has stopped on fourth down inside the five of Blue Hill on the last possession. You know, you talk about a tail of two halves for uh, Colton Wademan. He had negative 11 rushing yards in the first half. He got 76 here in the second half, so... You go from being in the negative category to really, you know, giving yourself a ton of rushing yards. I'm sure uh, for for and obviously he's probably more concerned. He's probably a little bit down with the score, but you know, good for him to at least get, you know, ha- feel a little bit better about his performance overall. Wademan and obviously a uh, 61-yard run is going to help with any of the statistics. It's Lance McKay still in at quarterback for the Hornets. Twins to both sides. He's going to look immediately to the right, finds a man in the flats and right through the hands of Nate Lichty who was wide open, but there were uh, there were some Blue Hill Bobcats breathing down his neck, uh, about to come and stick him, but a yard behind the line of scrimmage, so it'll be a second down and 10 for Giltner. That was the first incomplete pass this half for McKay, and obviously, like you said, kind of bounced off his hands, but you get in there and, you know, you don't get a lot of opportunities out there, so you, sometimes you see that and you kind of get a deer in the headlights. I'm not necessarily saying that's what happened, but you can understand why something like that would happen it's now 44 degrees outside too so the ball a little bit chillier than what they've had for a lot of times mckay and actually now in at quarterback is going to be tanner roth who's going to run to the right side but he's hit deep in the backfield now going to be down at their own 11 third down and 14 for giltner coming up as we are under five minutes to go in the ball game and yeah again uh both teams getting kind of as many formation and looks as they can possible you kind of want to just Make sure, if anything, in games like this, that you have all kinds of guys in different positions just in case something like that comes to that. And the one we talk about is always the quarterback because it's the one that stands out the most. But we've had a lot of guys, you know, who are 
wide receivers come in and play running back. We've had guys who are running back go ahead and go play receiver. And we've had guys, you know, probably get some experience on the end, on, you know, the tight end uh, in eight man. They call it end. So guys getting all kinds of different looks. Well, in either way, with uh, four and a half to go in the ball game, we're going to get a Friesen Ford and Chevrolet timeout. It's 70 to 30, Blue Hill leading Giltner here on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. JSGK Catering in Giltner has catered everywhere from cornfields to wedding receptions. Give us a try at your next occasion. Stephen Kathy Hosier and Gail Rath wish the Giltner athletes the best of luck. For more info about JSGK Catering, call 402-849-2244. The Breeze 94.5. Just under four and a half to go here in the ballgame. Caleb Henry alongside Christopher Lang and Steph Brubaker, all-star producer engineer, back at the studio. We do have... A final in the Kennesaw-Lawrence-Nelson game. Kennesaw with a 60-12 victory. Also, Axtell over Franklin, 71 to nothing. Those both are final. You can get all those scores if you go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. We'll see what play Coach Bartos drew up on a third down and 14. And that quarterback is still Tanner Roth, flanked by Hornets to both his right and his left. He's going to be looking to the left. Got a nice flag route out coming. Misses. Levi Hoffman, just a little bit strong for him, making a good breakup on the play. McLean Seaman for the Bobcats. So fourth down and 14. I don't think, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think we've seen Giltner punt this ballgame. No, I do not either, honestly. Uh, You know, I think Blue Hills had one point, so that's all we've had thus far. But I think we've gotten enough of a kicking display with the kickoff, so... But they're going to give us a punt here. Dakin Wilson about to put his foot into it. Not a lot of pressure. Gets a nice high kick. And going to be muffed as soon as it's there and actually catching the ball off of the muff. It's Tanner Roth at the 40. He's going to run in with nobody around him. No, they're going to say that the ball is down. When you've got a muffed punt like that, you can't advance it. So right when right when it hit him in the hands, you know, he's got that open space. And I, I had a few of those, and I didn't personally have, but I remember. touched by we'll get the ball first and 10 tell you who the most disappointed person in the entire stadium right now is tanner roth because he did a great job not hitting the guy uh who is waiting to catch the ball but picking it almost out of his hands after he'd muffed it a little bit that was about to be well i'd say the oddest kind of pick six a little bit for tanner roth but as it stands first and 10 now for the hornets and Tanner Roth going to be in at quarterback, so he's going to get his hands on the ball immediately here at his own 32. This time he'll pitch it forward to Will Fosnock running to the right side. He'll dance back into the left, pick up of seven yards on the play. So that's going to be actually a seven-yard pass because the ball went forward for Tanner Roth to Will Fosnock. And you know, good for uh, Co- Coach Chip Bartos to get you know Tanner Roth in there at quarterback. I, now he was in last possession, but let's just pretend that didn't happen. Let's just say he put him in there because he thought he had a touchdown for a muff punt, and he said, all right, well, we'll at least let you play some quarterback here. Even with a 40-point difference in a game, if you see a, a young man pick up the ball at the 40 and trying to and about to run in untouched, you want that young man to go ahead and score and get, get the satisfaction of that. But as it stands, Roth is still in at quarterback, twins to both sides. Shotgun now motion coming left to right. Not going to hand it off this time. He'll run to the left side, hit in the backfield, and spun and drug down for the tackle for loss. Caleb Carr getting the uh, tackle on that play. Third down and five now. Carr did a great job shedding his block, getting into the backfield as Roth was running uh, 
almost a naked to the left side because there was no blockers really out front. Yeah, and again, Blue Hill fighting hard here still. And, you know, Caleb Carr really made a tremendous play there. It wasn't just, you know, got through the line of defense and, you know, ran into him. He had to go pursue that play, got by his guy. And Roth kind of got to the outside a little bit, but he had the speed, even as a lineman, to get to him pretty quickly. Caleb Carr with one heck of a first name as well. Roth at quarterback. Now he's going to look to pass it. Finds Fosnock over the middle on the crossing route. He's inside the 30, 20. No one around him this time. And we're going to see Fosnock run it in from 38 yards. Tanner Roth with the connection to get himself in the books with a touchdown pass on that one. And, yeah, that's the third guy now for Giltner who's completed a pass this game. So... The quarterback room in film session Monday or Tuesday, whenever they have it, they'll all feel pretty satisfied with the fact that, you know, they had a hand in this game. Now with a minute and a half to go in the ball game, just waiting for the extra point for Giltner. Will Fosnock getting that 38-yard touchdown reception. Coming out with Roth still at quarterback. Fosnock to his left. Lichty to his right. Roth going to try to run it in himself, but he is... Almost suplexed in the backfield right away, making the tackle. Jace Kula, but minute and a half to go in the ballgame, 76-30. Giltner leading Blue Hill here on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The Breeze 94.5. Minute and a half to go in the ball game. Giltner now leading 76 to 30. Thanks in part to the Tanner Roth to Will Fosnock 38-yard touchdown pass and catch. Giltner now we can almost assume this will be the last possession of the ball game with that running clock, so we'll see what Blue Hill runs out onto the field. They've been moving they were uh, doing a lot of student body right, student body left. Giltner has run out a few different quarterbacks. As you said, what was that, three now quarterbacks with the, the completions yep. in this game? They've all got completions, and, you know, they all can – McKay had was two for three, and the other one was dropped. And, you know, Roth now gets in there, and he delivers a touchdown pass, gets himself 38 passing yards in the stat book. So, again, every Giltner quarterback, not just Hendrix, can feel pretty good about themselves after this one. And now putting his boot into it is actually Will Fosnock, his first kick of the ball game. This one's going to land at the 10, picked up just inside by Wademan, running up the left side. He's now past the 20, past the 30, dancing around at the 40. He's got a lot of green grass in front of him. I don't think anyone's going to catch him. Wademan, from his own 8-yard line, returns it for a touchdown on the kickoff. And Wademan has been extremely impressive here in the second half. We gave the stat earlier, negative 11 rushing yards in the first half, 85 in the second half. And right there you see again, he really got to that second level quick on that kickoff return. And again, we haven't seen many of those because both kickers have done an excellent job of getting in the end zone right there. You had a different kicker in there as they rewarded Fosnock after that touchdown to go ahead and boot one away. And, you know, to Wademan's credit, he took it and eight seventy-two yards later. See you later. It was a good kickoff. It landed at the 10. Wademan had a nice little running start to pick it up at his own eight. But it was all lot of, as he ran out to the left, then he kicked it back to the right, put it in another gear, and ran it in for six. Now it's going to be snapped, and 
We'll see Wademan again try to run it in for two. He'll do exactly that. So it's now 76 to 38 with a minute 18 to go in the ball game. Giltner on top here on the breeze 94.5 and online at platriverpreps.com. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. The Breeze 94.5. Here in the second half, we have seen Colton Wademan run for a 61-yard touchdown and then just a moment ago had a 72-yard kickoff return touchdown for Blue Hill. Cut the deficit 76-38 to here with a minute 18 to go in the ball game. That's the first real opportunity Blue Hill has had to get the ball on special teams, get the ball there on the kickoff, and Wademan definitely took advantage of it. And now they will put the ball very high in the air and out the back of the end zone. So Giltner going to be taking over first and 10 on their own 15, just over a minute to go in the ballgame. You know, again, Wademan really has looked incredibly impressive this second half. That's one thing I will certainly take away from the Blue Hill side of things. I think you've got yourself a really good player there in Colton Wademan. I think they probably already knew that, but he really exploded here in the second half. And, you know, I I can't really say enough of how, he's, how he has looked, not only his speed, but just his you know, football instincts and some of the moves he's made. It's really looked impressive for him here in the second half. And composure, of course, to not get down um, on themselves in the second half with the deficit. But Giltner trying to see who is in at quarterback. They're going to go ahead and kneel on the ball. Can pretty much victory formation this one out. Tanner Roth still in there at quarterback. So second down and 15 as uh, they still take the ball. Even victory formation is way back and Coach Bartos telling his quarterback, wait until that back judge starts counting so that you can use up all of this play clock. And make sure you stick around for after the game. We're going to have all of the a complete rundown of how everyone scored um, throughout this game. Also going to have some stats, all of that coming up in the New West postgame show. Back judge starts to count. Ball going to be kneeled this time at the five-yard line. So we're going to go ahead and not count these in the final stats because that's already negative 10 yards for Tanner Roth. Just kneeling the ball because they're five yards deep in shotgun. Should just have to kneel on the ball one more time here. And then that clock will run out. It's going to be a final score of 76 to 38. Now 15 seconds left in the game. Still just waiting to get that kneel down by quarterback Tanner Roth, who, you know what, he had a, a heck of a couple possessions at quarterback himself, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. And had that muff punt return uh, for a touchdown that was never meant to be. We're still so. going to count that. I, <laughs> that, that, I think that's going to be my disappoint, biggest disappointment today. But the final score, the clock hits zero, 76 to 38. Giltner improves to two and three on the season. Blue Hill falls to one and four. We're going to have all kinds of stats breakdown and a recap of the scoring from this game. Also give you a few scores from around the area on the New West Post Game Show. That's coming up here on The Breeze 94.5 and online at platriverpreps.com. I was born and raised here in Hastings, Nebraska. My mom was in and out of hospitals since the age I was two, and I lost her when I was six. And every time I walked past that room, the memories I had with her and being with her has helped me be a more empathetic caregiver. 
It's an honor to be in the presence of people that took care of my mom. They made me feel always at home and again like I was an extension of them. I am the person I am today because of them. You cannot teach compassion, you cannot teach empathy. That's something that's just a part of you. If I can just make a difference in one person's life, then I've, I've done my job. This is just the way that we care for our patients here and their families. I'm Megan Marble, Nursing Quality and Improvement Advisor at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The Breeze 94.5. The final here in Giltner. It was Giltner 76, Blue Hill 38. So let's take a, a recap. Let's look back at all of the scoring throughout this game and it got started on the first possession for Giltner on a Dane Heinrichs to Rody Lyon 33-yard pitch and catch. That got things very much started for the Hornets and then Blue Hill struck back themselves on a J.C. Himmelberg one-yard quarterback sneak. That followed the, the previous play, which was a 55-yard scramble by Himmelberg on a third and 16, and he did extremely well throughout this ball game, scrambling himself, putting Blue Hill in good position. But then it was a, uh, it was back to Giltner scoring. Dane Heinrichs this time scoring on a 19-yard quarterback sprint. Then it was a two-yard Dane Heinrichs run, and then it was a Dane Heinrichs eight-yard scoop and score on the second play. Uh, following that touchdown, so very quickly in a matter of about three minutes, Dane Heinrichs put them put Giltner on the board a few times and that led to as we got close to the end of the first quarter it was a pick six by Lance McCoy for Giltner from 27 yards out ended the first quarter 40 to 8 Hornets on top and then almost immediately to start the second quarter Dane Heinrichs had himself a pick six uh, from 40 yards out and that capped off three straight possessions that Giltner forced turnovers and scored on that turnover but then Blue Hill did themselves get back on the board with a 17-yard J.C. Himmelberg run. And then it was Heinrichs scoring on three, scoring uh, two more times in the half, first on a 13-yard touchdown pass to Trevor Linden and then a 34-yard run himself. And then to close out the half with just under two minutes to go in the second quarter, it was a 33-yard Himmelberg run, leading, bringing us up to halftime as it was 64-22, to Giltner on top. Coming out in the third quarter, saw a few different guys get in, but did have a 14-yard Hendricks TD run. That would be where his night would essentially end at quarterback. But then Blue Hill also having a lot of fight. Colton Wademan, uh, can't say enough about this young man in the second half, had a 61-yard touchdown run, and then Giltner would score themselves on a Tanner Roth to Will Fosnock, 38-yard touchdown pass and catch. And then immediately after that touchdown, Wademan scored again himself this time on a 72-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Then the game went victory formation for the Hornets, and that gives us our final 76 to 38. As we said, Giltner improves to two and three on the season. Blue Hill falls to one and four. Still got some scores to come up and some stats right here 
We are in the New West Post Game Show. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Still more coming up on the New West Post Game Show here on the Breeze 94.5 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need, offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. Todd's Body and Glass in Aurora is your collision repair specialist, is proud to support the Giltner Hornets. Play well and be proud from Todd's Body and Glass. The Breeze 94.5. A couple stats here in the New West post-game show here on the Breeze 94.5. It was Giltner with a 76-38 win over Blue Hill. A few other finals on the Platte River Radio group of stations. It was Millard West over Kearney 42-20 on ESPN Tri-Cities 14-60. And then on ESPN Tri-Cities 15-50 is Adam Central over Holdridge 48-21. Over on Power 99, C2 number 4 Sutton. Went up to C1 Carney Catholic and got a 36 to nothing lead. That was over on Power 99 and both Power 99 and 1230 AM KHAS. Who got the Ruts and Rivals scoreboard show following their post games there? And speaking of 1230 KHAS, it was York getting a 42 to 21 lead at Hastings. And as we said here on the Breeze 94-5, 76 to 38 Giltner with the win over Blue Hill. Chris, I know we've got some stats. Uh, got all the things tallied up. I see papers all over the place. What do we have for the final statistics? So for the for the entire, let's start first with guys who kind of played the entire game. We'll go with Giltner first. Dane Hendricks got that right that time. Dane <laughs> Hendricks, there we go. Uh, Sixteen to twenty-three for one hundred seventy-one yards. He had two touchdowns through the year. Also rushed for one hundred seventeen yards on just eight carries and had four scores there. Overall, he had eight total touchdowns. He had an interception return for a touchdown and a fumble return for a touchdown. Trevor Linden, the starting tailback, had five rushes for 32 yards and a reception for 14. And Rody Lyon had four carries for 44 yards and 11 receptions for 128 yards. As far as some of the guys who came in later who did a nice job, um, McKay had was two out of three for eight yards with four rushes for 16 yards as well. That's Lance McKay. Dakin Wilson, who had a couple nice carries, two rushes for 42 yards. He also had two receptions for seven yards. And then Tanner Roth, who had that muffed punt uh, near touchdown, and he was also one out of two passing for 38 yards and a touchdown. And that score was to Will Fasnack. Fosnock. Fosnock, there you go. Fosnock, Fosnock, okay. He had a reception for 38 yards and a touchdown. He also had a carry for six yards. For Blue Hill, J.C. Himmelberg, who didn't play really in the second half. He was 7-15 for 75 yards, had those three interceptions, but he did a ton of work on the ground as he had 16 carries for 128 yards and three touchdowns. He also had a couple nice plays on pass defense. 
Joe Mackin had six rushes for 15 yards and two two receptions for 14. And the guy we kind of talked about quite a bit that second half, Colton Wademan, six rushes, 74 yards, that big one, that 61-yard scamper. And right after he had that 61-yard scamper, not too long after that, he had a 72-yard kickoff return touchdown. The unfortunate part for Blue Hill and probably the biggest part of the game, they had six turnovers and Giltner only had one. And right after they did turn it over, um, Blue Hill turned it over themselves. So it didn't last very long. And again, the, you know, the total offense wasn't off by too much. I know it wasn't more than 200 yards differential. So again, maybe you have a different game if you don't turn the ball over that four times in the first half. But you can certainly at least say that Giltner won this game convincingly. And you can hear the band continuing to play in the background because the party does not stop here in Giltner where it's the Hornets with a 76-38 to 38 win in Blue Hill for our producer-engineer, Steph Brubaker, my partner this week, Chris Langan. Happy to have you along, Chris. First game, what, what do you think of your first game? Uh, I guess I'll have to go over the film. No, it was, it, was, it was fun to be up here, that's for sure. Glad to have you along. We should have Trent Ockengay back with us next week again. Congratulations to Trent and his fiance Heather. Only one more day that you get to call her your fiance, then it's your wife, Trent. So there you go. We'll have you back in the booth next week again. For Steph in Giltner, and we're saying goodnight on the breeze, 94.5 and Platte River Press. Yeah. You've been listening to High School Sports on the Breeze 94.5. KLIQ, Hastings Grand Island Carney.